Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. I probably look like shit, but <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, I was going to say, you got a hat or something you could put on that nappy head? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding, dude. I got a little bit of radio right now. So. It's hard to take a shower when you're all banged up, I'll tell you that. I'm recording the video, too. Yeah. I'm shocked that I've actually been able to... Shower has not been too bad, actually. Um, it just takes forever. Like, the water starts getting cold by the time I'm done. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been getting it done. I just I haven't showered yet today. Well, we won't tell people that. Sorry, sorry to stink every once in a while. <laughs> Makes you human, right? Yeah, I'm definitely human. I'm not superhuman. I tested that theory out, and it did not fly. Several times you've tested that theory out. Yeah. I think maybe you are because you survive every time. <laughs> I don't know, man. This time was this was the worst one of them all. Is this the eye-opener? It was pretty sketchy. Yeah, I was walking around surveying the site after I crashed, holding holding my arm together with my good arm and because I broke my humerus in half. Shit. And uh, it was inside my jacket, and I kept trying to use my my hand to use my phone. And it, like I would move my shoulder, and the bone would come up, but my, the rest of my arm was still dangling. So Damn. I had to grab the wrist and kind of just hold it. Adrenaline, man, I tell you, is an awesome thing. I it can be I good and bad, anything. definitely. Yeah, I, I didn't feel anything, and I walked the whole – I kept my mind occupied by looking at the crash site, trying to figure out what happened, waiting for the ambulance to show up. And then uh, when they got there, they – I'm really claustrophobic, <laughs> apparently. So when they went to strap me down – I guess I started fighting with my one good arm, everybody in the ambulance. So they, they knocked me out and stuck a tube down my throat. So I don't remember any of it, which Damn. is fine by me. Yeah. So yeah, I woke up the next day and, um, they uh, took the tube out. That was kind of harsh waking up strapped down with a tube down your throat kind of sucked. <laughs> well, there's no doubt it sucked, but uh, our listeners know that you were in a, another motorcycle crash, and they've been asking about you. And um, we've got him on the show, so we know he's alive. Leadheads, uh, crash. <laughs> I don't know if uh, evil Chenevil. I don't think people really <laughs> care about motorcycle accidents and the details. Well, I think they care about you, though. You know, that's that's what matters. They care about you, and they're glad that you're okay and recouping. I definitely appreciate that. I, it could have been much, much worse. I'll put it that way. Much worse. So my concern about this one is, uh, are we going to Sturgis this year? (laughs) Uh, I I don't see why not. Okay. I'll be, I should be about 80% at that point, so I can, I can go. Um, We'll see. Yeah. Are you going to be riding a motorcycle? That's the question. I put that together. Yeah. um, Thankfully, my bike uh, didn't suffer too much damn the entire front end got totally mangled but it's just the front ends very the frame was fine the uh the neck is fine even the bearings the stem bearings are fine um so i really just need to replace the front end that's it the wheel and tire were completely untouched somehow so um 
all the spacers, the axle, the lowers, everything's good. I just got to replace the fork tubes and, and it'll be, it should be back in action. Good. So you've not sworn off riding. This hasn't deterred you from wanting to get back on a motorcycle and to feel the wind in your hair and the gravel in your teeth. <laughs> no, I've, I've sworn off riding a hundred percent at this point, but I know myself, I know that when I'm feeling better, I'm going to, I'll probably kick the bike and ride it around the neighborhood for a little while. Then I'll take it a little bit further out of the neighborhood. Then I'll go over down to a buddy's house down South. And the next thing you know, I'm on the freeway and I'm riding again. That's <laughs> just, you know, I mean, I, I love it too much. I, I, I want to quit and sell everything, but you know, it's, so, it's like, shoot. so it's tell us like this, shoot. tell us this, Chad, it was this one, your, your fault, or was this again, someone else's fault? 100% my fault. Well, I'd say it was 99% my fault and uh, partially the city of Vieira's fault because I was riding down a road, kind of a, kind of a, not real windy road, but just some long, has some long turns on it. Yeah, it's a real, it's actually a really simple crash, but going through actually my old neighborhood and um, in the middle of, between the lanes uh, going east and the lanes, the lanes going west, there's, um, or north and south. Yeah, I think it's north and south. Um, there's a median, and in the median, there's like these really nice plants and flowers and palm trees and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like a, uh, it's a. There's gated communities on both sides of this road, so I'm just kind of weaving through there. You know, um, probably doing 30, 35. I think the speed limit was 35 or something, but I'm just cruising through there. Well, at night they water those things. And uh, when they water them, the water runs across the street every once in a while. You hit, you'll see like a water patch. And every time I came up on one of those, I would just I'd duck my head for a second so that the water would go up over my helmet and not hit me in the face. And um, as I'm cruising, winding through, I'm coming around. And, oh, there's no lights on this road, by, um, by the way. So I don't know mm. why there's no street lights. I never noticed it when I lived there. Um, but I noticed it. I noticed it the other day when I went back. So anyway, I ride through these little water spots and I stick my head down. I completely forgot about a roundabout that is in the middle of this road, like halfway between two major roads. I was trying to, I was doing a cut through and uh, totally forgot about the roundabout. I ducked my head just for a second to keep the water from hitting my face. And when I looked up, it was way too late. There's a roundabout in front of me. I buried my foot in the rear brake, um, skid for about 20 feet and tried to, tried to get the bike to lay over on the right side to try to make it around the turn. And uh, it was just too late. Uh, and this all happened split seconds. So I went into remedial action, let my foot off the brake to stand the bike up. Um, but as I stood the bike up, right when the bike stood up, I hit a, a one way sign um, that was you know, pretty much right in front of me. In the, Cause uh, you were going the wrong way the, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was going if the, if it weren't for the one way sign, I would have just gone straight over the the turnaround, the turnabout, because it's just grass and flowers. So mm. I would have just I would have ruined some flowers, but I would have just gone, you know. There's not really much of a curb, so the bike would have gone would have cleared that no problem. I would have just come over the other side and just kept on riding. To be honest with you. So, but there's that one way post was right there, and um, it caught my throttle side. I got my hand off of it just in time. Had I not done that, I probably would have lost most of my right hand. Um, this the signpost hit the uh, handlebars, cut my throttle, my grip in half, my throttle tube in half, oh, uh, bent the handlebars um, completely. I don't know, I'd probably say forty degrees, and just completely mangled my fork tubes. And um, I went 
flying over the sign, landed on the ground. I think the ground broke my arm and my rib and the bike just kept on going. <laughs> I found the bike like uh, probably 40 yards away. Um, it, it kept going, went across the street, across the sidewalk and then laid down kind of in a ditch. Um, but yeah, so it, it was my fault. I, I, I shouldn't have been ducking my head like that. And I should have remembered that there was a, a turnabout there. The, the road didn't keep going straight. It, it basically just dead ended. Um, Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky. Pretty, you're pretty you're the luckiest day. man alive. This is your third major motorcycle accident in two years. It is. Yeah. And the second you, one, the second one technically was the worst one of all, but somehow I, I was totally unscratched on that one. A girl rear-ended me at 45 miles an hour, and I somehow <laughs> have no idea how I had no injuries from that. But man, made it out of that one too. <clears throat> yeah. Did you have a helmet on this time? I always wear a helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no no injuries to my back or my neck or my face. Um, I broke my humerus on the left side in half. I um, almost severed the tip of my right finger. Um, I broke rib number 12 on the left, and I, I had a pretty nasty uh, – I banged up my right knee pretty, pretty bad, and then just all the basic bumps and bruises you'd expect. So, yeah, I, I, I did pretty well. Did pretty well on this one. It could have been a lot worse. If my face had gone straight into that post, I don't. I probably wouldn't be here talking. Yeah, you'd have a split personality. Can't miss the money maker up, you know. Yeah, money maker. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'd be. I'd either be dead or have a broken neck or paralyzed or something for sure. Well, I'm glad you're. Uh, you walked away with as minimal injuries that you have, but I mean they're still pretty major with the broke arm and. You say you got three pins in that arm? Uh, I got six screws and a plate Jeez. holding it together right now. Um, so I can't really use it. I can't I can't dress myself. As you can see, I had to cut the sleeves off of this hoodie because it's oh, a zip-up. You know you had them cut off anyway. <laughs> I got to – no. I, I get, well, it's hot here too in Florida, so wearing this is not exactly fun, but I need something that either buttons or zips up because, because I got to slide one arm in. One arm can't in, pull it over. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then zip it up. It's the only way I can get dressed. Mm. So, so that's yeah, hard. Did it mess up but any I'm, of your ink? No, no, not not at all. Now your tats got jacked up. No, left arm is pretty clean, so I don't really have anything over here anyway. But you will now, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I've I've gotten a lot of really great uh, suggestions for a tattoo over that thing. Over that big um, scar. Somebody told me this morning that I should do a one-way sign over the scar. It's <laughs> pointing up, you know. That's great. Somebody said do a zipper, you know, and yeah. then get a piercing at the top with a little zipper pull. <laughs> I like it because it's it's a good size. That's well, probably a good twelve-inch scar from my elbow to my shoulder. Wow. So Man, I don't know, about, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes the mental part of being hurt is worse than the physical. Just being immobile and not being able to do what you want to do, sitting around and just being feeling stuck is like the worst part about, at least for me, the worst part about being hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only a week out from, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a week into my recovery, and I'm here in the living room doing air squats, and just I'm my. You're exactly right. My mind is ready to like go back to the range, go back to riding, go back to, you know, riding my bicycle on the beach and all that kind of stuff. But I can't, I can't do any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's, 
it's going to be probably 12 weeks before I can, you know, that's the way I was after my hip surgery that, yo, that was, that was really, that was really rough, man. That's hard. It it was, it really wasn't that bad. It was just that again, you know, you said the mental, you know, mentally I was still fine and the rest of my body was fine, but the, you know, I just couldn't do anything because, you know, the hip had to heal. So yeah. What's the recovery time on that? That was a pretty good, I got, I, I beat the curve. Um, it was supposed to have been like, I don't know, three, four months, something like that. I was, I was within three weeks. I was doing everything that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> You're going to need a new hip in about a year then. Yeah, probably. Well, I still got the other one to go. Um, but, uh, lead heads, welcome into the talking lead podcast. And you just heard from our, our good buddy, Chad, Caltech Chad there, and uh, he filled you in on his accident and what's happening, and he's doing good, uh, but unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make it to, to NRA. Uh, we are going to be set up at the Caltech booth again at the NRA convention in Indy, and uh, we've got a big announcement about that that we want to make, and to do that, we've got Crash Chad on here. And our good buddy, Ben Ryder with Cracking Cases. Ben, welcome in. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And Ben's also got a tragic story that he's <laughs> going to share with us here in a minute. Uh, I think we should space them out a little bit, <laughs> not to bring our audience down. Uh, but yours is going to be a good story, too. Uh, and it involves a, a Cape Buffalo. Is that right? Yeah. It so, does. Yep. So Ben's going to tell us about that coming up. Uh, but before we do that, Leadheads, uh, make sure you go and support those that make this show possible. Companies like Keltec, you go to their website, keltecweapons.com, and they're running a special right now on the sub 2000s where you can get a $100 rebate. So go to your local dealer, and when you buy that, uh, I guess, will they go to your website to redeem that $100, or is there a mail in, or what? How's that work, Chad? Yeah, they. Do you they remember? Jumped. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say they started that program like right, right before I got my accident. So um, okay, yeah, I, the website does have the information though. So if you go to the, the, go to the website, weapons, yeah, CaltechWeapons.com, and you can follow the links. It'll tell you how to do it. There you go. And of course, you can go to their website and in their pro shop and use the code Leadhead, and you're gonna get fifteen percent off anything in their pro shop. Like this cool hat that I'm wearing today, uh, that's available. You can that's get my that. favorite hat. Yeah, I'm digging it too. It's one of my favorites too. I'm going to turn my. I've got another one back here that's my second favorite. Change background. Boom. The snappy new background you got there. Do you like that? Do you like that? Yeah. We're, we've got some things going with that too. <laughs> There's some things in the work with that too. But there's my second favorite hat right there. With the Kiltech. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good okay. one too. Uh, the one you have is called the range hat, though. So there's no button on top. So it's nice when you put your uh, ear pro on. Or oh, whatever. I didn't even notice that. That's true. Yeah, I hate those buttons up there. Yeah, and it's a stout hat. I mean, it's 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 really rugged. Yeah, I like it. It's a good hat. I like it. So uh, that and their shirts and accessories, all at their pro shop. Anything but their firearms doesn't work. Code doesn't work on their firearms. Leadhead, 15% off. Uh, and then Kraken Cases, you can go to their website. And any of their cases there, and they've got their new rifle case out uh, that's available as well. And you can get 
10% off. Use the code TALKINGLED. And this is the, what, which one's this called? That's the Icarus case. The Icarus. It's the little smaller one where you can get, you know, like your iPro. Um, you showed a suppressor. You were throwing a suppressor in there. Yep. Like this. This is the Atlas Defense Suppressor. And I'm just, I'm showing our video audience here. And I'm closing that down over it. Boom. Protect your suppressor. Treat it yeah. nice. And what's nice is the skin, um, the skin layer on that foam has heat resistance up to 400. So it's not like a take it directly off your, your firearm, but you can, you should be able to put that in before it's, uh, it's cooled down. You put an egg in there also. Look, so we talked about <laughs> it before and I'm going to do it today. I've got an egg. This is a, this is an actual egg. What's the diameter of that egg? I know that it's two inches is what I think the acceptable tolerance of that case is. So it's the extra large, whatever the extra large yeah, are. The jumbo. <laughs> so what do you think? It's uh, pre-cracked. Yeah. So here it goes. Here it goes. Should be fine. What? No way. Dude, that's awesome. I just put an egg in here. So let's open it up and see what happened. <laughs> so like for our, our listening audience, I just put a real egg inside the Icarus cracking case. I just opened it and the nice. egg is completely intact. That's a big old egg too. And to show you this isn't a fake egg, <laughs> I've got a bowl right here. Nice. That is a All real, right. that wasn't a hard boiled egg. That was a real egg. So this is legit. These, this this foam is legit. These cases, the cracking cases, are legit, ladies and gentlemen. They Throw will that egg protect. Do you, you want me to eat it? Me swallow it like raw. Gotta eat it raw now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but any other cases, the cracking, uh, the Icarus. Um, what's this one called? It's the Gamma case. The Gamma case, which is the pistol size case. Uh, you can get those there. 10% off. Yep. And like you mentioned, we just launched the Sigma, the rifle case. And the Sigma, um, which I don't have yet, is, so I can't show you guys that one yet. But it's coming. Yeah, that's that's in pre-sale for a couple more weeks. We are starting to ship the pre-sale orders next week, and then we'll be in regular sales uh, starting May 1st on that. So, And then we have another case coming up um, probably within the next six weeks that's actually going to be a uh, – it's called the Pegasus. It's our carry-on roller case. So perfect right. size for carry-on cases, good for tools, good for camera equipment, all sorts of stuff, which we talked about uh, in the past. Yeah. So what's your um, affinity with the Greek mythology stuff? I don't know. You know, it's it's not uh, starting a brand and picking names is not always the easiest thing to do. You know, <laughs> you get so deep in the weeds on uh, – on you know actually making the product and doing all that and then you get to the time where you're, it's time to make it and when we started naming the products we had picked kraken because we liked it and we just decided to lean in on the mythology side of things so we may branch out to other uh you know civilizations mythologies but right now we're kind of focused on the greek side of things so yeah i like it i well, like them i got uh, i wasn't knocking it i actually love it so there's an endless number of really cool words to yeah yeah, stories and yeah mythical yeah. characters definitely and pasty pasty skin aside you'd be shocked to know i'm over 50 percent greek 
I just didn't get <laughs> I didn't get the looks that uh, you normally get. But my get mom's hair? side of the family is all uh, all Greek. Is your back all hairy too? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually not bad. <laughs> you know, I didn't get that. So that, uh, I, love that as well. I love that. So Kraken cases go there, use the code lead hit or talking lead and you'll get 10% off uh, any of their cases. Uh, and we got more news coming for those that are going to be attending NRA. We're going to make the big announcement here shortly. Uh, mission first tactical, go to mission first tactical and any of their drinkware, any of their apparel, any of their AR 15 accessories, their magazines, anything, their new, uh, belly band holsters, uh, which my belly band holster is in my car right now because I went to the gym earlier. Uh, so I don't have it to hold up and show, but they're belly band holsters. And then they've got their new um, magnetic retention holsters that should be out soon. Uh, and we'll talk more about those once they are. But anything there, 20% off Leadhead, Mission First Tactical. And then, of course, our friends at Seal One. You want to keep your firearms clean and corrosive free? Seal One. Seal One and done. And use the code LEADHEAD to get 25% off anything at SEAL 1. Except their new rod sets. Their new cleaning rod sets. That code does not apply to those yet. We're working on that. Uh, so there you go. Go and support those that make this show possible each and every month. Each and every week, actually. And uh, let's talk about... Um, you guys want to do jack wagons? You got any jack wagons? Should we do the jack wagon train? Or we want to talk NRA? What we're doing at NRA. We want to drop the news now. You're the host. I'm the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> so let's do let's do uh, jack wagons. I got a couple of jack wagons that I want to take care of. Uh, we'll we'll get those and then we'll make the big announcement. And then I've got more interviews from Shot Show that's going to be attached to this episode also. So we're going to have interviews from Leo Takedown. Um, they've got a new. Even more, a compact takedown system for the AR-15 that we're going to talk about with Joe. Uh, we've got Carrie with We the Female, also stilettos and shotguns, if you follow her on the Instagrams. Carrie's uh, joining us on that episode. Walk the Talk America, good buddy Mike Sodini is going to fill us in on the latest uh, that Walk the Talk America is doing to bridge the gap between the firearms industry and the mental health industry. And then Rick, our good buddy Rick, Chad, and Alice, yeah. Alisa. Is it Alisa? Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. I'm always messing up people's names. Rick and Alyssa join us. Alyssa is a model for Caltech. She does a lot of their modeling for the videos and the the print material. I have your book up there, Chad, but I, I took it down because I rearranged my lockdown wall. Unacceptable. I had your book up there. It's it's right there though. It's right it's right over my shoulder. Okay. Uh, so we got an interview with them uh, as well in this in this episode. And I think that's going to wrap up our shot show interviews. Um, right. What three months later? <laughs> we we got a lot of interviews at at shot show. Just yeah. in time for NRA. Just in time to get more. That's right. Perfect. I think I timed that perfect. So those will be uh, in this episode as well. But before we do that, we're going to have the Gunny bring in that train, and we're going to take care of some jack wagons and honor some heroes. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed, and I've got a couple of jack wagons that I want to throw on the train. 
And you know, this is just this it's all it's all you know, personal stuff, you know, personal preference. You may or you may not agree, and, and that's okay. Uh, it's my show. So I'm I'm gonna throw Anheuser Busch on the Jack Wagon train. <laughs> Does anybody know why I'm throwing Anheuser Busch on the Jack Wagon train? Because they didn't pick you to be their spokesperson? Because they did not put me <laughs> on their can. Because they did pick him to be this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's me shaved. You couldn't tell. Yeah, that's what I look like shaved. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, alienating the majority of their customers. Um, which I got no problem with them putting this person on there. Um, what what is it, Dylan? Dylan Mulru or something? I don't know Mulvaney. It's a transgender yeah. person they put on there. Whatever. If that's what this company wants to do with their brand and that's how they want to take it, you know, that's fine. There have been people like Kid Rock and Travis Tritt. You know, a lot of these country uh, music uh, personalities are up in arms over it. And, you know, they're protesting and taking, you know, how they have these writers. You know, when you go to a concert, these these bands have Chad knows what a writer is. Sure. Not a Ben writer, but a... <laughs> <laughs> it's this list of stuff that hey if we're gonna play your venue you got to provide us with this stuff you know and there's yep. been bands that have been notorious for like m&ms but if there's a yellow m&m in there we're not going to play your you know your stadium we'll walk out but uh they're taking any anheuser Bush products off their riders so uh you you, you know you kind of got that going on i heard an interview with uh Big and Rich, the rich guy, I can't remember what his his full name is, but the rich of Big and Rich, he owns a bar down here in, in Nashville, and um, he's leaving it up to his customers on if they serve Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch products or not. And, and I think he made a good point in saying that, you know, it's, it's ultimately, it's dollar-driven. It's the customer that decides on on what we do and what we don't do. So if if people won't come into our bar because we're serving this or they're not ordering enough of it to, for us to justify keeping in stock, then we're not going to do it. You know, we'll pull it and and not serve it and we'll serve something else. You know, and I kind of like that mentality and that aspect of it is, you know, he wasn't really making it political. He was making it, you know, it's business. It's a business decision at that point. And if Anheuser-Busch has sabotaged their business by doing it this way, um, you know, let the customers, let the money, let the money speak and decide on whether this was a good move for them or not. Uh, you know, Nike did, you know, their Cal, was it Kaepernick, whatever his name is campaign and their sales yeah. are down. I don't know, some astronomical, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. They're blaming it on COVID, but we all know the, you know, the real reason why their sales are down. So, you know, the ultimately the, the consumer speaks. Well, you'll be sad to know that uh, about an hour ago, I saw Nike has signed the same Bud Light person on and is they're now the new uh, sports bra uh, spokesperson for Nike. <laughs> yeah, a dude, um, a male. Jack Daniels, jumped, Jack Daniels jumped on the bandwagon too. What? No. Mm -hmm. What? Not, not with that dude, but with uh, Jack Daniels? Mm-hmm. Tell me that ain't so. It's That's just, my favorite. I love uh, Jack Daniels. You know, it's culture war. 
is really what it comes down to. I, I don't, opinion. I don't get it. I mean, it's such a small percentage of, of the market of our society. Uh, it's less than one percent. Yeah, it's and it's, the transgenderism is is even less than that. <laughs> that. That's what I mean. The people that are actually transgender are, are minuscule. So, the reason that these companies are doing this is it's a it's a marketing. They're they're using, if anything, I think the gay community and the, and the transgender community or whatever should be kind of annoyed by this because they're they these companies think that they're going to use those their lifestyle the lifestyle that they chose to further their sales to boost their sales because like you exactly what you just said they're jumping on the bandwagon and. I don't think it's boosting sales. I think it's boosting their um, their image that they're it, that they're, they're after. They want, they're they perceived. Want to be yeah, they're perceived yeah. political image. They want to be they want to be all inclusive, but clearly, and, and they keep leftists keep pushing for this all in you know this all inclusive society. Whatever, we will never ever be all inclusive. They're always going to hate our guns. They're always going to hate the fact that we love the constitution and we like eating animals and meat and (laughs) yeah and the thing is we don't hate transgender people and we don't even hate gay people we don't hate that community whatsoever but Mm -hmm. we are perceived as people that hate that they actually hate what we love like they actually will verbalize it and they will go and march in dc against the things that we consider that we hold precious like the family unit um you know god country constitution yeah Absolutely. And I think a big I think a big part of it, too, is um, as a whole, the media uses these talking points as a way to, you know, demonize a group and remove their voice for future things. So, like, every time these things happen and a group comes out and says, I don't agree with X, now they have something else to put in the catalog of things that they can call you or put you in this group that says, like, they're racist, they're bigots, they're whatever. And every time they do it, they're chipping away at your ability to stand up for yourself, for your rights. And now they can associate, like you were saying, your rights, Second Amendment rights, First Amendment, whatever it is, with the perceived, you know, hatred of a specific group of people. And it's like, well, those are actually separate. What yeah. what I believe is one thing and, you know, our rights are a completely different thing. But now they're shifting the entire narrative to basically be able to attack rights or attack certain things using those you know racist bigotry whatever it is and they're just creating all these chains between them with each one of these things that happens in the media you're absolutely right and let me let me tell you um at caltech um we have several several gay people that work at at our company they don't care about any of this stuff they don't they don't care like I'm friends with them. We love each other. They work at our company. They do their job and they're, they're super, they're actually very fun people and they're, they're awesome. Like, you know, and they're a big part of, and they're, most of them are also very long-term employees. So they're a big part of our operation at Caltech. No one cares about any of this stuff. Like we don't need to politicize it. We don't need to like, you know, what, what's the next thing we're going to put on a can? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to put like a straight white guy with a, with a gray beard on a can so that we can like, all celebrate like straight white guys with gray beards. That's like, Dos Suckies, isn't it? Care, you know? <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. In that, they've already got that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's. I don't think. I think he's on the can. But yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's he like their their, their face, their spokesmodel. But you know, that's the thing is they try to, especially the firearms industry, is is to make us out to be something that we're not. This is the most welcoming, most diverse 
community that there is. One hundred percent. We welcome mm-hmm. everyone, races, religion, beliefs, you know, whatever your sexual orientation, your pronoun that you want to run with that day. Uh, That's because the con- your constitutional rights aren't just for a certain group; they're for every American. Yeah. You know, and I use the word American very. It's very important that we understand that if you are an American, you have all, you're you're protected under all of those rights, no matter who you are. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, John Rich is the guy's name. John Rich, and he owns the Redneck Riviera uh, down in Nashville. So if you're in Nashville uh, and you know you want to make a statement, and then go in there and tell them you don't want the Anheuser Busch, or you do, you know, whichever way, um, you know, let the let the public decide. I think I don't think most people are going to care. Like if no. you if you're a Bud Light drinker, you're still going to drink Bud Light. I mean, yeah, know. and that's that's where you're wrong to begin with drinking Bud Light. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might affect them a little bit, you know, because there are people that are going to, you know, stand up or whatever and, you know, for what they believe. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think um, you're going to see Anheuser-Busch sales drop considerably because yeah. you have to wonder You have to wonder if they were dropping already before they decided to do this. And if it was just a calculated risk on their part, you know, they may have been losing market share with the, with the people that they pissed off anyways people are drinking craft beer and bourbon and, you know, I mean, the trends are going away from, you know, lower end kind of. Well, that's the thing too. When you, when you think bud or bud light, what person comes to mind when you're, it's not, it's not an affluent, you know, rich eclectic kind of person. It's, you know, it's a farm workers, you know, somebody who blood sweats and tears for their, for their paycheck and, you know, works on a farm or, uh, you know, the good old boy or girl, you know, Southern, what, Southerner me, kind of deal. Let me tell you for me where, cause I'm one of those people, like if I'm in a particular situation, I kind of have to have to have the particular things that go with that situation. So, and one of those things is like, uh, if I'm out on the boat or I'm fishing or whatever, there ain't there on a hot, I'm in Florida on a hot Florida day. There is nothing better than cracking an ice cold Bud Light, man. There, I just, it's, it's a thing. What I, do I drink Bud Miller Light? High Life. Absolutely not. I would never. Do I, if I went out, I would. That definitely. That'd be the last thing I would choose. But there's just because it's very watery, and when you're out there on the water, and it's it's just I don't know. It bring it has a whole different taste. I'm a Miller guy <laughs> I don't myself. Disagree at all. I'll, I like Miller. Boat, you know? I'll yeah. drink a Miller Light or I drink a you know my go-to, my number one beer, is just if you know if I'm gonna go to the store and buy and I'm gonna drink you know for the weekend or whatever. Miller High Life, baby, the champagne of beers. Yeah, Love I can't it. do that one. Not a fan of that. <laughs> but I think I got I beer. Again, I'll I'll liken this to shoes, just like I do guns. You know, beer's the same thing. Everybody's got a different taste palette, and that's why there's such a variety of different alcoholic beverages available. You know, if you don't like yeah. it, then go to the one you like. You know, I can't wear Nikes. It's not that I don't like Nike, but I probably wouldn't wear Nike now just because of the stances that they've. They've made. If I did wear Nikes, I I would probably not buy their shit now. But I've never bought Nike because they've never fit my foot right. So I've never yeah. been able to wear a Nike. They're just not comfortable. But that you know yeah. that said, I don't drink Bud Light either, so I don't have anything to to boycott there. So it's just well the other the other thing is Bud Light or Anheuser Busch. They make a ton of products. They do too. So yeah, and it, and it's not necessarily branded, um, you know, Budweiser or Anheuser Busch as well. So there's there's probably people you know that are against what they're doing right now and it's probably still drinking their products because they just don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing too about how marketing teams work, that company is probably so big that each one of those brands has their own marketing team. And you probably have marketing teams in the InBev, you know, umbrella that are probably thinking, what are they doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're probably yeah. part of the yeah. firearms industry somehow. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, with the, all the aluminum and shit that they, you know, they <laughs> use and they probably got their own aluminum and that they sell the aluminum to the gun manufacturers. I don't know. I'm just speculating there. But anyway, th that's just that whole situation. That's my jack wagon. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a pretty solid one. Uh, and then real quick, also, Jill Biden, Biden for inviting the losing uh, women's NCAA team to the White House, uh, trying to get them included also. The winners go to the White House. That's the way it's always been, mm -hmm. no matter what sport it is or, you know, caliber of league, whether it's pro or college, whatever, the winner goes. Losers don't go. That's just, you know, it's part of it. It's part of losing. Part of you know, it's part of winning. You the, to the winner go the spoils. Exactly. But I heard that the LSU team, the LSU ladies team, is um, declining to go now. Anyway, so that would be awesome if that happened. Yeah, I would love that. So those are my jack wagons. You guys got any jack wagons? Anybody you want to throw or anything you want to throw on the jack wagon train? Yeah, mine's going to be real simple, real short. Um, civil engineers that <laughs> that seem to think that roundabouts in neighborhoods are a good idea that's it they're unnecessary <laughs> and wrong way it. signs i get it you want to put some nice plants and stuff in the middle of the freaking street terrible idea um just let just make the street go straight or light it you know provide proper lighting yeah stop trying to get cute with it <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> how about you ben I'm pretty tame today. I don't, nothing's really. Uh, you don't want to throw a water buffalo on the jack wagon train? <laughs> uh, it, it, it definitely is. I mean, it's not live anymore, but it definitely is on, it you definitely is on the train. Ben takes uh, care of know. his jack wagons in a totally different manner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know, if they don't kill me, they're going to, they're going to find their fate. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I think um, traveling back from Africa, uh, just, I think, uh, and I get it, like the whole flight industry is one of those things where um, they were impacted, people are rude, people are crazy, but when you get flight attendants that are just awful and they treat you like garbage and you're just like asking for ice, I mean, that to me, you know, that's kind of irritating. And I just like to say, please stop doing that. <laughs> so stop. for the past, like, this whole year, the past several months, the service industry has made my jack wagon list every single episode. There's something about the service industry. And whether they like it or not, flight attendants are part of the service industry. They're there to provide customer service, you know, and, and do it in a in a, a polite, respectful manner. Just like you're saying, you know, I think they're getting more and more entitled, I guess. And feel that they fall under, you know, a lot of these. Uh, what's the airport authority? Um, TSA. The TSA, and um, you know those rules that you know if you're loud and you're boisterous and you know you you know you question them in any way that they can bring the hammer down uh, on your head and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Well, you know, they've got this false sense of power. There might be three parts to that. 
one, just people in general, I feel like more and more are rude <laughs> because I, I fly a lot and I hear people talk to some of these flight attendants. I'm like, dude, I hope that flight attendant punches that guy right in the face. Just, <laughs> you can't be an asshole to a yeah, flight attendant. That's man. true. Number two. It goes two ways. It's, it's a two way street. It does. Absolutely. Number two. I'll, and I'll give you this. There are flight attendants that are, that are just flat out. Assholes. Yeah. They, they, they have no business being that job. So that is a thing. But number two, I think the airline industry, um, you know, after COVID and all that stuff, they're probably still struggling to come back. They're probably shorthanded. And I think these flight attendants are getting way more hours than they're really supposed to. Probably. So they're, they're in the air a lot longer than they really need to be and on a lot more flights than they really need to be. Um, well, there's a law in place that they can only fly so many hours, I think. I know pilots are that way. I, I would assume the uh, flight attendants are the same way. I don't I don't think that has anything to do with flight attendants. It's just the pilots, obviously, for safety reasons. And the pilots, some of them, those guys are actually being overflown as well because they're just adding a third pilot, um, and they're just rotating out, and they're trying to sleep on the plane. And we all know sleeping on a plane is no fun, not even for a pilot. Yeah. But, yeah, I just I think there's some some – components involved when it comes to you know flight attendants and stuff i i just had a really long flight um out to europe and i was on four different airplanes every flight attendant was just they were awesome they did a great job and you're always expecting at least one of them to kind of be like did they forget my drink you know what i mean like did you know what i mean <laughs> but uh i guess yeah, all right all chad all right I'll, all right i'll retract my flight attendant statement i'll make it more broad, make it more broad. <laughs> just generally people that are irritated when you ask them to help you if their job is to help you. I think that's more of, of along the lines of what I'm getting at is like you yeah. could call someone and you're trying to talk to them on the phone and get something worked out and they're angry that you're even asking for help. Oh, it's, we have a customer service department at Caltech and you can imagine the calls that come in every day. I think we probably get about 800, 900 calls in a day. And, and most of those people don't call the company because they're happy and they want to say, oh, man, your company is awesome. Just wanted to give you a call and let you know. That's yep. not what customer service is for. Somebody's got a problem with something. And so typically, um, you know, at least at least once a day, every customer service rep we have is going to get they're going to get a hold of somebody that's just not in the best mood, you know, and they have to do their best to kind of quell yeah. the situation. So it kind of mm -hmm. goes both ways. And with the flight attendant thing, too. Um, like I said, there are rude ones that shouldn't shouldn't be out there. Um, but you're right. If you're in the service industry and you are having you're pulling some long hours, you're pulling doubles and, and you're short staffed or whatever, that's still your job, man. You gotta bite, you gotta bite your tongue, you gotta bite the bullet. You know, our customer service has to do that. You know, even when they get rude callers calling in, by the end of that call, their goal is to try to make you like their best friend. You know, mm -hmm. and that's that's the service industry. So Yeah. Not cut out for it, but you can do it. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the heroes real quick. My heroes are the um, the LSU player that uh, is denying the invitation, Jill Biden's invitation to the White House. I think her last name's Reese. Uh, I'm not sure what her her uh, first name is, but she's refusing to go anyway. I think her athletic department will probably make her go. Unfortunately, um, what was the reason she? Refusing to go. Well, she just she thought it was a joke that that they were inviting the losing team to come as well. Oh, it's very gotcha. disrespectful, disrespectful yeah. uh, for them. Uh, and then also on the losing team, the I guess the leader of that team, her name is Caitlin Clark. 
and I'm I'm assuming that it's a Caitlin as in a real girl, not a yes, yeah, she is a. Caitlin Clark said Tuesday that Iowa shouldn't be invited to the White House. I don't think runner-ups usually go to the White House. I think LSU should enjoy that moment for them, and congratulations. Obviously, they deserve to go there. Maybe I could go to the White House on different terms, you know. but that's for LSU. That's a pretty cool moment that they should enjoy every single second of being a champion. So kudos to her for you know stepping up and just – solidifying you know the whole purpose of people being invited to the to the white house she gets it that was a good statement absolutely it was a great statement you know that was a great loser you know that's not a sore loser right there yeah so those are my heroes there's probably some other ones you know the and and the nashville shooting probably has happened since our our previous episode so I don't think we've talked about that much. Maybe another episode we might talk about that. But those uh, law enforcement officers that stormed in there and took care of business, no hesitation, uh, are also Lead Head Brigade heroes. You guys got any heroes? We're gonna. And you know what? I, not to not to go there on this, but uh, it's Easter weekend. I gotta I gotta throw out the big man, JC Jesus Christ, my hero. <laughs> I, I definitely think he. Uh, Saved my life while I was in Africa, so I got to give thanks gonna, for thanks is due. We're going to tell that story. That story is coming up. But, yes, Easter weekend also coming up. So happy Easter, Passover, whatever it is that you, you celebrate, how you celebrate it. Easter bunny, hunting eggs. Hope you have great weather. And I just ruined somebody's egg there. You know, that, <laughs> that, would have, that probably made a great Easter egg right there, but. Um, if you want to protect your Easter eggs, get a Kraken case and you can, you can safely transport them, you know, to be hunted by yeah. 30, 30 feet in the gamma case with six eggs is, uh, you know, what would be time. awesome is to see how many the, uh, rifle case would hold, how many eggs you could actually put in there. I would bet probably 10 dozen eggs. Dude, you've got easily. like a couple of days that you could color some eggs, put them in there and do like a video and say, Trans- yeah, we've, we've got like trans- a twenty foot drop in the warehouse, so I could put them in there and chuck it off the uh, the mezzanine out here and see if they <laughs> they last. That would be okay. awesome. That All right, awesome. that does it for our planes and trains. Uh, Going to get that train out of here, and before we get into our uh, shot show interviews, wrapping up our shot show interviews, we want to hear about Ben's dramatic <laughs> safari in Africa. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> I got back last week and we um we mentioned it on my on the last time I was on, but I worked for a media company in my day job. Um and um we hunt quite a bit and we film content for brands in the industry um on these hunts. So that's what we were doing in Africa. And um it was the second day we were down there. We were in South Africa, Limpopo province, which is the northeastern part of South Africa, kinda, you know tapers up as you go right on the Zimbabwe border. Um, and so we were hunting planes game. Cape Buffalo was not anything that was on the agenda for me. I mean, it's, you know, I like to live dangerously, but not that dangerously. Um, Uh and so I did no research on Cape Buffalo before I went, I really didn't, you know, know much about them. I just knew they were dangerous. And so it was probably like five, 6 PM South African time. (laughs) 
Um, and we were on tracks for uh, Bless Buck, which are just kind of like a smaller, you know, antelope type um, uh, animal. And we're walking down a dirt road and probably like 20, 30 feet off the dirt road. There's there's, you know, there's brush everywhere. It's very similar to Texas and how the landscape looks dense brush is very thick they had a really wet rainy season so the brush was really thick and um there was four of us there was the ph which is a guide in africa professional hunter and then our cameraman and then myself and uh my buddy who was hunting andy husek and we get to a tree line and to our left is the brush it's kind of a clearing but there's a tree and we hear a rustle and I look and then all of a sudden I hear Husek behind me scream run. And then you just hear <laughs> and this I mean, this tank just gets up and lurches out from underneath this Cape Buffalo just starts running at us. And I mean, it's about 30 feet away. And so, you know, I see it as we start to run and I Husek's hand is on my back and <laughs> I, the cameraman's in front of me to my left and his his hand is on my back and we're running and we're running for maybe all of three seconds and i feel his hand come off my back and i look back and all i see before i get hit is the cape buffalo's boss so like the way that it looks is like you got the horns that come out and the boss is right on top of its head and i look back and i see it and then it blasts me right in the back like as it's running full steam hits me in the back and i go forward and like there was a couple seconds of like not knowing what was happening. I get hit and then I get pushed into the ground by the Buffalo and then it tramples my legs. And then as it's going over me, it hits the cameraman and he was, there was a tree right to our left. And so he, you know, like when you're a kid and you grab onto like a a street pole or something and you spin around it, Yeah, yeah. you're using all your force to do that. So he had swung his arm around this tree to try and do that. And as he got his arm around the tree, the Buffalo hit him and spun him around the tree and cut his arm, you know, as he was spinning around the tree. And so like, I still to this day don't know how this happened, but like two seconds after I got hit, I like was on my feet, but I didn't remember getting up. I was on my feet and I had my gun in my hand. Adrenaline. And Hugh six to my right and the cameraman and the guide are to the left. And I see this Buffalo getting ready to turn around to come back. And the guide shoots his 450 nitro in the air and scares it off. And so we're all like, holy shit, like, what the fuck just happened? You know, because you just got attacked by a Cape Buffalo. And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm jacked up, but I'm okay. Like, I can walk back. So we had about a mile walk back to the truck where the where we had parked the truck to, to go and stock. And we get in the truck, and, you know, I mean, it's like you would expect. is Everybody's just like, holy shit, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Everybody's okay, you know, assuming adrenaline's high. We get in the truck. And we're driving out on this dry riverbed, and there's the buffalo, like 50 feet off the dry riverbed. The same standing, one. Same one, standing in, in the brush, staring at us, like does not care at all. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker. And in that moment, we're like, we need to fucking kill this thing. So we only had 300 wind mags on us because we weren't hunting dangerous games. So we didn't have what we needed to, to hunt this buffalo. So we go back to the lodge um, and we get a 375 H&H and we go back to where we saw the buffalo and it was still there. It had relocated to the other side of the riverbed. Is this the same day, next day? Same day, within an hour of getting, you know, charged, hit, trampled by this buffalo. So we get out of the truck and 
like we set up, you know, the guy we're in this, you know, like it's kind of like a little bowl and we're in this river basin and the guy sets up the sticks and I get on the gun and I'm not ashamed to say it. I don't care. Like I know like people can judge me all they want. I had never shot this gun before and the safety was on and I fucking flinched so bad when I pulled this trigger because <laughs> I was like my adrenaline was through the roof and Husex to the side of me and goes, don't jerk the trigger. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I calm down. I get behind the gun. I'm like, okay, safety's off. I pulled the trigger, felt like a really good shot. I hit it in the chest, but it was just, what we found out was it was just on the inside of its shoulder blade. So what we think happened is it traveled down its rib cage on the interior. So shoot it, it, you know, it lurches, runs away. And then we had set up because we were all kind of freaked out. We had set up. So the three of us would shoot basically like guarantee hit and try and kill this thing. If I missed it, then they were going to shoot also. So I shoot it, hit it in the chest, it runs off and Husek hits it as it's running away in the leg, in the back leg, in the back hind. And so we're all like, hell yeah. Like we assume that this thing's going to be dead. So it goes off into the brush and the guide follows it for about a hundred meters. There's blood everywhere. And so, you know, we'll let it go and die and we'll come back and find it in the morning. So we go and, you know, we're all excited that night. Next morning we wake up six in the morning. I'm like, I'm not okay, but I'm, you know, I wake up and I'm going to be sore. Yeah. So we wake up and we go and find it or we go look for it. And within five minutes we find it and it's in the exact same spot where it hit hit us the night before, but it was alive. And it was not looking like it was very hurt. And so the dog, they use Jack Russell Terriers for um, baying animals over there. So before we can stop the truck, the dog jumps out because he's like, oh, this is on. Smells the blood, jumps out of the truck. Because he's a Jack Russell Terrier. (laughs) Yeah. Goes and bays the buffalo in almost the exact same spot where we had gotten hit the night before. And so we get out because we can't shoot towards the dog. So like from from a higher angle down. So we get out and we start creeping down the road. And like the Husek and the cameraman are behind us and me and the guide are going forward. And we get to a point where we stop and the buffalo sees us and it charges again. Um, And I'm I'm on a fence line. I'm on a barbed wire fence line. And so this buffalo comes and the way that they attack is that they don't attack you head on. They circle around behind you. And so this buffalo sees us on the other side of this brush and it runs towards the car. But what it was doing was that it was making its circle. And as it makes the circle, it comes around this brush. And I am like within 10 feet of where this thing comes around the brush. And I'm I'm making eye contact with it and it's coming directly at me. And I have nowhere to go because I'm I'm on this fence line. So I back into this barbed wire fence line and as I'm getting ready to get hit, like it's probably three feet from me, (laughs) the guide shoots it twice with his 450, like as he's falling backwards, because it had passed him and he fell backwards and shot it twice at basically point blank range. And this Cape Buffalo gets knocked off its feet in like two feet away from me and slides past me. No. I'm in a movie. Like I'm I'm like frozen in time. I'm like literally frozen in time. Like in the 300 movie. movie where the big elephant yeah. slides right up to him. <clears throat> Did you do the umpire thing and go safe? <laughs> I didn't do shit. I was like, I, I was like a stone at that point as that, like, cause I was like 
ready to die at that, you know, right. And then boom, he shoots it and it slides past me. And as it's sliding past me, I step back like three or four steps and it gets up and runs off. And so within a 12 hour period, like I almost died twice. And I would almost say that the second time was worse than getting hit because I was alone. Like I was singled out. No one else was with me. So when it was coming, it was going to come for me. And like, I, like I said before, like I did no research on Cape Buffalo. And when I did after the attack, I was like, oh, okay. Because the, the statistically speaking, when they choose to attack, it's with the intent to kill. And they almost always kill the people that they attack. Like they don't, they're not out to mean, they're not out to hurt. They kill, like they attack. They don't play games. No. And so that second day, like it would have killed me for sure. There's no way that it would. Is there, is there a reason why was it protecting its babies or something? Or is that just their nature? No. So they're just, they're just aggressive by nature. And it's a, it's not typical for an unprovoked charge like that. When you get charges that it's typically because they're hurt. Um, so, but this one was alone. Like it was forced out of the herd of the other Buffalo that they had on property. And, and the reason I think was because it had atypical horn structure. It was so transgendered. One the, yeah. One of the reasons I think that I didn't die the first day when I got hit was that the one side of the buffalo's horns went up, but the other one actually tucked in, and the point was tucked backwards towards its body. So when it hit me, I kind of slid past where it would have gored me um, and slid right off the side. Man. And so after that, so it's been shot four times now. uh, With high caliber. Two times by a 450, once by a 375 H&H and a 300 Win Mag. And so we're all like, holy shit again and um the devil water buffalo yes and so we go and we find it for a third time but by that time we're all like we're not chasing this thing into the brush and the only shot was from a tree so the guide was like what do you want me to do and i'm like man just shoot it because i mean it would have died eventually but so he climbs into this tree overlooking the same river basin where we had shot it the night before climbs up into this tree and just basically shoots down from the tree into the brush where it was at and then hits it. Um, and it drops, finally drops after that shot with the 375. Good and we God. go in and it was still alive. He had to shoot it again with the 450 at basically point blank range to kill it. Um, Good and Lord. so that was on day two. And I was like, well, you know, we were there for work. I had stuff to do. I hunted five more days after that. Um, killed most of my animals after that Cape Buffalo. And when I got home, like I got on the flight to come home <laughs> and my foot swole up so bad on the flight that I couldn't fit it back in my shoe. And Ooh. so I was like, you know, I don't think, I think something's wrong. So I go to the ER the next day and I ended up having three fractured ribs and my ankle was fractured. Jeez. And, um, and, but there was no way I was going to a hospital in Africa. I, you know, they that would have been worse than getting hit I'm by like, the water buffalo. <laughs> I'm good. So, you know, when I say I'm lucky to be alive, I, I mean it. You and figuratively I, it, are lucky to be alive. Yeah. I definitely think there was a higher Literally. power looking out for me because that was, there was no way that I should have survived the first time. And then to survive the second time was nothing short of a miracle. How about that opinion. water buffalo though? Taking what? Seven shots? Six. Six shots. shots. Unreal. Unreal. So you, you finally got it. It it went down. You got your buffalo. You did five more days of hunting. Did you get anything else? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so on that trip, so the buffalo, um, I shot a zebra, kudu, blessed buck, impala, um, and a uh, a sable. Dude, you loaded up. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, Did it you was get to eat trip. any of it while you were there? Yeah, we ate. We ate. Uh, you know, game meat every day, and then we can't bring the meat back yeah. um, into the states, so they donate all the meat to churches um, in yeah. the area. Local people, there. yeah, that are there. I've heard that. That's that's one of the sticky things about it. You can't bring the meat back, but it is good because that helps feed the the local people there. And do, yeah, what about the the mounts? You doing any mounts with those? Yeah, I did. Um, they're all just getting sent back. So you do, um, it's called dip and pack, where they basically just treat everything, and then you get the taxidermy done stateside. Um, but you can get your taxidermy done there also if you want to, and then ship back. But either, I mean, either way, you're paying freight costs on getting all that stuff sent back to you. So yeah. Um, but one thing I'll say that I I don't think people when they go to Africa really consider it is. Everybody spends time and, you know, you're thinking about like finding, you know, an outfit that'll get you on animals that, you know, you want to go and hunt, you want to have a good time, but you really like, you should be looking for people that are going to keep you alive because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, truthfully, like Bradley, who was our PH, I mean, the dude was like, I said to my buddy, I'm like, when you think of like South African or African hunting guide, like this was the dude, like this is the guy you know, nerves of steel and just a cool, cool guy. But, you know, you really should consider that when you're looking at outfits and trying to figure out who you're going to go with is like, what's the caliber of PHs they have? How long have they been doing it? Are they young PHs that are just looking to get you out on dangerous game or have they been doing it? I mean, these guys have been in business in 73. It's called Ranchero Safaris up in Limpopo. Um, And I mean, they're probably some of the coolest guys I've met, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that could have gone either way with a different, you know, a different pH or a different guy who wasn't as experienced, um, you know, to be able to do that. And nobody got shot either, which pH didn't shoot us. And we didn't, you know, we <laughs> weren't just that's key, right? <laughs> that, that's the other thing too, is like you get into something like that. I mean, it's very common that you would pull the trigger when you shouldn't. And so we're yeah. lucky that none of us, you know, got edgy crossfire kind of deal started started blasting yeah yeah well very good well glad you're okay too right? so ribs and and foot that's the only only thing you found out nothing else no concussions no, or no. anything nothing else so i am also in the not going to nra train because i can't uh i'm not i'm in a walking boot for the next four weeks so i'm not i'm not going to be oh traipsing around the show i know all right so we're gonna we're gonna jump into these interviews now uh, from Vegas Shot Show, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the tail end. We're gonna tell you about an awesome giveaway that we're doing with Kraken Cases and Caltech at NRA. So catch us on the end of this. So they're directional. You gotta get up on them. Don't be afraid of them. Let's turn yours on. Like this. Oh, that probably help. Yes. <laughs> like thing. Are we here? Look, I'm easy. I'm not cheap. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. There it is. Check, check. Okay. Sometimes people are loud, and I got to turn them down, and I have to readjust it. I I feel personally attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You did it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Am I good? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Just use your inside voice. I'm just What's that? The only voice you have. Right? The only voice, yeah, my inside voice is when I've lost my voice. Yes, yeah, she's the only one that you have. 
Leadheads, this is day four of the 2023 SHOT Show, bringing it to you from the official lead quarters here at Caltech. The uh, 410 KSG has just been released by Caltech. Make sure you go to their website, check that out, look at all the social media posts that are running rampant out there about it. And their, their uh, K50 with the, uh, the P50, you remember their P50 with yeah. the 57 yeah. 50 rounds? Yeah. They've got the R50 out now, which I said K, it's R50, uh, the rifle version of that. So it's got a folding stock and a 16 inch barrel. So you don't have to worry about those pesky uh, ATF people and the stupid pistol brace thing that they're doing now these days. So well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Uh, so you hear some voices in the background. We've got a new set of guests here, uh, an eclectic diverse group of guests, uh, which is what we've had all week. Uh, we got my good buddy Joe coming back, joining us. Joe, welcome Hey, back. how you doing? Doing well. Uh, and Joe is with Leo Takedown and... And, and DNH Tactical. Okay, I didn't know if we are going to mesh them together or not. Oh, yeah, let's mesh. Very good. And you brought Easton with us? Easton is with Leo Takedown. Yep, he's here with us too. And you guys have some interesting products that we're going to talk about. We do. New and exciting. New and exciting. From, from both companies. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, and then also joining us... We've got the beautiful, the lovely, the talented. We have Carrie with stilettos and shotguns. Also, we the female. Yes, thank you for reading that script exactly. Exactly. Supposed to for my introduction. Thank you. She was holding it up, so you know, how can I mess it up? And <laughs> you've brought a guest with you, a friend, and I introduce have, your friend. Yeah, this is Stephanie, and Stephanie um, actually started as one of our social media followers, and then started taking some of our classes and hosting our classes, and now she's here working with me. So I'm excited to have her here. Welcome in. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we're talking about these products, I would love to get uh, your take, ladies, uh, you know, what they're talking about. So feel free to comment, interject, uh, have fun, and then we're going to get into talking about what uh, you guys have been accomplishing while you're here at SHOT Show. Great, thank you. Fabulous, fabulous. So Joe, Easton, which one of you guys want to kick off this awesomeness that we're getting ready to talk about with uh, Leo Takedown? Well, so Leo Takedown has been a uh, quick-release barrel system for the AR-15. Uh, it's a kit that you get from, from Leo. Owner installs himself. It allows you to convert a rifle into a detachable barrel rifle. Which I have. I have the system. Yes, sir. I have your original system. Uh, yes, sir. On my AR-15, and I've got it set up with three different calibers right now. That's correct. You've got the 5.56, the 300 Blackout, and the 6.5. Um, it's not the Creedmoor, the Grendel, yes, the 6.5 Grendel, thank you. Yeah. yeah, so it allows a lot of versatility. You can have one, one rifle, three different barrels, allows you to pack it um, off, into, uh, off into the woods with uh, lots of capability uh, without lot, taking up a lot of space. It does. It's very compact. I've, I've made several videos showing you lead heads. Um, I've got this awesome backpack from Maxpedition uh, that I've loaded all of that equipment in, plus the magazines and the bolt that I need for the uh, 6.5 Grendel um, with room to spare. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we, uh, not one to sit on our laurels, we uh, kept figuring out ways Innovative, that we could make this improving, better. Innovative, improving, yes. Yep, yep. And so uh, what we did was uh, we decided the best way to do this was to integrate the coupling for the receiver into the receiver. Um, there you so go. it's a one-piece deal now. It's much lighter uh, than the previous. It's much easier to assemble. Uh, and it's the integrated Leo Takedown upper receiver. Okay, so the upper receiver comes already pre-installed. Pre-installed, right? Nice. Right. So there's a we've got a little kit here. Uh, if you pick that up and feel the weight of it. Okay. Right. And uh, that's just the kit. 
And then if you hold the receiver there, you can see the difference. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, it's quite a bit Big lighter. difference, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and again, a lot easier to assemble. This is the original one? That's the original. We're st we still sell the original. Some folks want to convert their own guns. Okay. So for our listening audience that can't uh, see this, what I'm doing is uh, I'm holding the upper that has it, the um, adapter installed already, and versus their old system here that you would install yourself. And it's about half the weight. Yes. With, it's already got the, the upper on it. We'll let Carrie try that out too. So, would you say about half the weight? At, at least. Yeah. At least half the weight, yeah. I am um, you know, working outside of the industry as well with women in particular who are intimidated by ARs. Um, one of the common things I get, especially, I teach a lot of older ladies who are realizing they've become the safety for their families because their husbands have died or, or what have you. And I've sure. been introducing them to ARs, which is great and they're loving them. Um, but weight has been an issue for yeah. them. So I think that this is a really great opportunity for them to realize, you know, and, and easily convert it themselves. I mean, you know, they can sit and do this. Anybody could probably do this basically. Uh, pretty much, yeah, if you've got some basic tools. But um, it will make it lighter for them as well and a little bit more manageable. So I think does. that's a great idea. And in the AR platform, especially with the 5.56, you don't need the weight for the recoil. It, it's a very light <laughs> It's a very light shooting gun anyway. Yeah, that's always been something that's kind of never made sense to me because for that exact reason, I don't, it never made sense that like, you, you don't need that extra weight to, no, to balance no, it. So. And did I mention it's day four of SHOT Show? <laughs> yeah. Thus carries... <laughs> Lack of voice there. <laughs> Bless her heart. I, uh, yeah, I've been hustling. This oh, time we'll talk her. about it in a She's little while. She's a talker. She's a talker. Well, that too. And I, I mean, I had a whole different agenda being here. We'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I thought to myself, who, Carrie, it was a great idea to come on the last day of the show <laughs> <laughs> instead of the first day. Just consider it my Kathleen Turner um, voice. But, uh, for those for those old enough to, <laughs> to know. Chandler's mom, if you ever watch Friends. There it was actually That's Chandler's, Chandler's dad. It was Chandler's dad, but Chandler's dad had a sex change, and it was Kathleen Turner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'd forgotten that. Fun facts. Fun yeah. facts. I guess I need more hot tea and lemon. She was also in Jewel and Isle. Oh. Yep. That was yep. back in her prom days. Yep, uh, yep, yep. But back to the LEO takedown. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, the integrated upper is going to be uh, up on the website here in – Within 30 days, uh, I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, they're cutting chips on it right now, and uh, after that, they uh, they finish them off, and uh, we'll be sending them out. Okay. And price point, what are we talking about here? So the original kit's 299 The new with the receiver included uh, is 399 There you go. That, I mean, no, no fuss. That's no, impressive. That's a, yeah. that's a good price. Just buy it already done. Yep. You're ready to go. Yeah. I love it. And that'll pop on any lower. It will. There you go. It will. And then, you just, and then you just need to get the, uh, the upper... The barrel adapters. No, that comes with it. That's all part oh, of the kit. Oh, it's all part of the kit. So you get yeah. the barrel yeah, so adapters. So it's a, as it's well. a kit. One, one is a kit that includes the upper receiver, and one is uh, one that you use for your mill spec upper receiver. There you go. Very cool. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Good so deal. quiet, Easton. <laughs> I'm always quiet. I, I don't know <laughs> quite why I got invited to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're quick on the, uh, the unpacking yeah, of I'm the, the, the I'm gun the assembler. So where, where's the, where is that? So. So. Show the ladies here exactly uh, oh, yeah, what they, you guys They were here when we, when no, we did the whole, uh, yeah, the whole yeah. thing. So, so, so what Easton the, uh, has is he's got like this little 
lunch pail, it looks like. It's very small, compact. We based it case. off a uh, DeWalt drill case. Okay. Uh, our first year at SHOT Show, when I had this put together, we were demoing it with their drill bag, and I thought, uh, we might need to get one with our own logo put on it. That would be better, stuff. right? <laughs> Rather so than we just, be sued, uh, yeah. took the dimension straight from there and uh, came up with this little, what we refer to as the man purse. So okay. we have our new integrated upper receiver paired with a folding stock from Sylvan Arms and a little 8-inch through in a blackout barrel. And just in a matter of seconds, you can go from having it stowed away to fully assembled pop in a magazine, rack around, ready and to rock and Just roll. like that, your lunchbox. Wait, in. what? I mean, <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> so if you make it in pink, can it be a girl purse? Like, Absolutely. Is that, it, it is that be, how it works, so, right? Yeah, we, we should it pink purse. it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was tongue-in-cheek, but it, it could be anybody's purse. No, I right love right. it. No, I, but I, I mean that seriously. Like, you know, just make a pink and it'll be good. Put it in your stilettos and shotguns, right? Or purple. Yeah, put a stilettos and shotguns on. So we're equal opportunity firearms experts here. They can be any color. Yeah. It's a purse. I, I look. I'm secure enough in my femininity that I can carry a man. I would purse. like to call it the lunch pail. Can we? Can we change it to the I, lunch pail? I like pail? the lunch Absolutely. pail. Works. Yeah. I like the lunch yeah. pail. That's, or the fafo pail. That just yeah. gets rid of this whole. The fafo pail. <laughs> I need to get a little uh, Buzz Lightyear lunchbox. There you go. That oh would no, be sweet. That is a great idea. Now, if you could do that and, and you know like have custom things put on. You know, that would be cool. Okay, I want to try this. Can I try yeah, this? Absolutely. Get your lunch pail okay, with, like, Hot Wheels on it. Or sure. Yeah. You remember those? Yeah. Happy Days. Transformers. I had a Happy Days one. I'm becoming a big fan of folding stock. Yeah, they're great. Well, stock. anything. Yeah, anything that I can throw in a... In yeah. a now you guys Gen- are in a gender neutral person. <laughs> it's a lunchbox. It's a lunchbox. In a, in a, in a, we'll go with lunchbox. A faso bag. <laughs> we could call it a, a beer cooler, too, I guess. So, or a cooler. Okay, so... So go ahead and unfold it and brace it so against Carrie your leg. Carrie is demonstrating how easy. So she's she's done the stop. Uh, remove the safety cap. I'm gonna coffee. This is her first time, so she's not had yeah. any instructions on this not whatsoever. At all. Not at all. And I've yeah. never. It's very I've never intuitive. Done any, I've now never done any work with a. Pull straight down on the coupling and just uh, push in on the barrel. Shut your face. And she face. is locked and ready to go, just like that. Yeah, a little bit that, of practice. I, I, I wish you had a camera on because I wish we did too. My yeah, silence but. is not translating <laughs> how stupid easy that was to do. Holy crap, that's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and with a little practice, you'll be doing it in you know three seconds. Oh my gosh, all my little Granny Oakleys could do this. <laughs> granny even. Oakleys. That's what we call them. That have never all my grandmas that have never touched guns. Like granny. Them, so, yeah. yeah, we call them Granny Oakleys. That's pretty badass. Right. Like a lot of firefighters. In- I'm impressed, kind of like me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's impress them again, and let's talk about uh, DNH and what they have to offer. So, so DNH is a stamping company. They've been making uh, magazines for the AR platform for 40 years now. In fact, they they made magazines for the original AR uh, original M16s. Okay, under the, under the Label name. Okay. Um, and so. Uh, now that we've conquered every uh, every caliber of AR, um, oh, there's still is, more coming out. <laughs> there's there's still more. So we decided to branch off uh, into the pistol realm, and uh, we were looking at, uh, across the the pistol market, and uh, you know Glock is just saturated as heck, and we were looking to do what's right. what's the next magazine that we need to do, and uh, the P320. Kind of popular, uh, isn't it? Compatible these magazine days. came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we decided to do a 30 round. Um, that's it, compatible with the P320. Very nice. Is this the first 30 round for that? So, so SIG beat us to market by, and that was the other reason, because SIG didn't have one out yet. Ah. Uh, so I uh, have a 320. 
<laughs> you will love this then. So they, they, they beat us to market by a couple of weeks, um, but uh, but we got it out there. and. Uh, but yours is better. Well, it's better because, because we've actually tested it with all of the other adapters on the market uh, at this point. Uh, we've, we've run it through the, uh, the Sub 2000. Uh, we've run it through the uh, Matador Arms adapter and the... Um, What's the other adapter we've got? That doesn't matter. So, so we the other one. The other one. So, uh, CMMG has a has a dedicated lower yeah. for it. We've we've tested now, it through there. I don't know if they have one or not for their sub two thousand Keltec. So, uh, Keltec has a uh, a grip. A, what the they have an adapter for it's us. It's a universal grip. Uh, it does multiple calibers. Yeah, uh, including the the P three twenty. Yeah. Have you tested it with that? Oh yeah. Okay. So it works they, with I've the, got one. Yeah. Sweet. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just it, gave one away for our ten-year uh, anniversary. Did you really? Yeah, it was awesome. prize package number four. Yeah, cool. You gave cool. one of those away. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a, you know it's a fun stick. It's a fun stick for a fun gun. A fun stick. I like it. <laughs> and but, uh, where but can they go now? and get these? Uh, so uh, contact your local retailer. I believe they're being distributed by Xanders. Okay. Um, as well as a few of the other. Uh, uh, Online retailers, uh, Palmetto State Armory, I believe, has them. Okay, uh, nice. So, uh, yeah. You get just about anything there. Yeah, pretty much. PSA. Pretty much, yeah. They're good yeah. folks over there. They are good folks. Well, very good. That's exciting. You know, just Good stuff from Leo Takedown. <clears throat> a side note on that, you know, PSA is um, working in a social media world. You know, there's a lot of crap that, you know, PSA takes quite a bit of crap sometimes, you know. Yeah. But they are making firearms accessible to everyone. And making them affordable. And and yes, and I'm here for it. You know, I think it's fantastic that what they're doing. And at the end of the day, is it really about you being a gun snob, or is it about arming arming the people? So uh, yeah, I, I, I know the owner, and and he very much takes that to heart. He is very much in favor of good old Jamin. Yeah, being being someone who's supplying guns to the common guy. Yeah, um, I'm here for it. It, it. I think it it's should great. be accessible to everyone, and and he's doing his best to uh, to make that happen. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, there you go. Jamin, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, Carrie. Yes. <laughs> it's not been that long since we've had you on the show. That is true, and I had a blast. I did, show. too. And I know our Leadheads enjoyed that episode, too. Good, I'm glad. Um, but you have been busy, busy, busy here <laughs> at SHOT Show. So, yes. talk about what, uh, what all you've been able to accomplish and get done with We the Female. So, we, last year... Uh, I had a lot of, of places I needed to be um, with my with my firearms, and, and I just started driving instead of uh, flying everywhere. And found not only was it a million times easier just to have them in my van and, and go, um, but that I enjoyed it. And I actually enjoyed the, the traveling, and so mm-hmm. felt more safe, more secure with your firearms, traveling with your firearms. That too, well, and it, it's certainly. I mean. I wasn't worried about. <laughs> yeah, you know, you weren't I, worried about I, either. I was sleeping at Love's truck stops, and I ain't worried about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I, interestingly enough, for many reasons, um, I ended up buying a Toyota Sienna minivan to do this in. So I, I literally sleep in this van, you know, down by the river. For those of you that, ah, you know, you're old enough to know. It's been fun to watch people and you know to see if they get the joke or you know the joke, Marty, right? The joke about a Sienna. About down by the river. Down by the river. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Down by the river. Down by the river. Motivational speaker. It's like I don't even know you, Mark. I didn't watch a lot of Chris Farley. <laughs> well, this is no, it was a skit. Saturday yeah, Night Live. Anyway. Oh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> anyway, on, definitely man. don't a, watch Saturday Night Live. I'm yeah. a millennial, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you let a millennial show you up? <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch that crap. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, didn't lie, a bunch of libs. Uh, you got to keep up with the memes, though. See, that's... Oh, back that's, in the day, it wasn't so much yeah, like that. That was back yeah. when SNL was good. Yeah, this was back in the 90s and stuff, so... No. My my SNL is Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and yeah. Eddie yeah. Murphy. That's yeah. my SNL. So I'm identif- old. Are you ident- you're not that old and you're I identifying with old. the that, That's the generation that trained Chris Farley. Uh, that's, right. that, that's fair. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're the they were the next generation. No, no, you remember, I, I know Chris Farley and yeah. he's a genius. Yeah. 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 But okay. So, okay, so anyway, um, for many reasons Squirrel. I don't do a I don't do a sprinter <laughs> van. Um, you know, first and foremost, that's not I want my money going back to my organization because we the female is a nonprofit. But also, there's nothing more or less assuming than a gray uh, mini minivan. mom minivan, you know. So I pretty much get left alone, which is yeah. great. So this caught on. Nothing yells child trafficking like a little <laughs> minivan. Like a minivan, right? Like a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> and by trafficking, if you mean soccer games, <laughs> taking them go. back and forth to soccer games. Um, so it caught on. Like people were watching me do this. They got a kick out of it. Uh, Stephanie knew I was doing it, and had she hosted one of our classes in Lodi, California. Lodi. Lodi, California, and um, so I started receiving more and more requests for this to to, to bring me to other states. Mm-hmm. And uh, a dear friend of mine, who's a wonderful mentor in the industry, you know, he says, y- "You need to start getting some sponsors. You, this is something you need to do." Um, and I I came from nothing. People that come from nothing don't ask for things easily yeah, you know it's so hard to ask for it things. is yeah. so because you're taught to work for it and earn it yourself exactly yeah. and but people are you know like carry your resume is there like we people see what, that you're really doing stuff out there yeah. and so i sucked it up and i did it and i'm grateful to say that we've had an amazing response um Fantastic. f1 um f1 is going to be sponsoring us f1 oh wow so Deep. these are all the people you've you've contacted you today well that's what i i accidentally double booked i had to f1 needed to move my appointment oh and you should just invited him over here i should have invited him over here yeah so i'm headed over there afterward to to finish up the just text him tell him to come over here the deal and um we could probably so and then um dsi 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 is involved nice um primary arms sweet savior equipment love my savior equipment man like i love ken over there I talk with Ken. I Ken? talk with them all over oh. Savior or oh, oh primary, primary arms. arms. Heck yeah! Well, what Ken you know? Rouse. Funny you mentioned that because Ken, you I know Ken. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love Ken, and I've known him for a while. Um, Good dude. And so when I pr- he is, and so when I approached him, he gets this big grin on his face, right? And I'm looking at him, and I'm kind of talking because we talked back and forth about this, and I was just kind of like, because he was the first one I, I went to talk because he's the one I knew the best. Yeah. So I was kind of you know, the, doing the, the kind of circle the toe kind of thing like a kid, right? And he, when I finally said, you know, would primary arm responsible, he gets this big smile and he says, yes. Like it's about time that you finally asked kind of a thing. So I was grateful, <laughs> you know, grateful for that. So our goal is to add, so we'll be in um, Washington State, as you know. I was the plaintiff for GOA up in Washington right. State on a gun law. Yeah. And I lived up there for 20 years, so I, I'm, I still teach that's my pri- one of the primary places I teach. Um, we'll be teaching again in Northern California, Arizona, and we're going to be adding Texas and Utah to the trip this year. Um, I just had a request for Massachusetts, and it looks like we're doing some finalizing some stuff in Florida as well. Oh, so, wow. and then as I was waiting to come in, um, Chris over here at Caltech, I told him that we had been talking about Florida. So they're Hammer. talking. The red beard. Guy? Yes, that's yes. Hammer. Hammer. So that's Hammer. he mentioned wanting to. to see what Caltech can do to help bring that in as well in Florida. So um, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm grateful 
that so many people want to help us. And uh, it's, you know, the Arm, Arm the Women Road Tour, Arm the Women Education Tour. So women, you get to the women, you're going to get to the men. You know, I mean, bottom line, women, yeah. women get stuff done. There's a reason that gun control, you know, the, the politicians right. that, can, that support gun control have weaponized women because they know how powerful the voices are. And there's a lot of talk about getting more women in the industry and this and this and this. And we're out there actually teaching the average mom in, in America how important the Second Amendment is, but not because it's necessarily shall not be infringed, but because it's about her and her babies. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a right to be safe and exactly. a right to feel safe. Exactly. And nobody should don't. live in fear because they, they think that the, at any time something could happen to them. They should have the power to, to defend themselves. Absolutely. And there's a cognitive dissonance a little bit because of what they see put out there yeah. by the media, yeah. uh, you know, that it's all this shall not be, you know, this, you know, kind of thing. And like, no, it's, it's, this is about you. And so, we, you know, we just bring that different perspective in. So this tour, our, our goal, our long-term goal, our, our, our bigger vision on this is to be able to have enough sponsors that we can provide these fundamental classes, which in a lot of states actually falls into covering concealed carry as mm-hmm. well. Sure, sure. Um, to, for free. And then at the same time, while mom is learning, they can bring their children and do a firearm safety class at the same time for free. Now, when you were on our, our show, you we were talking about this uh, event that you were doing for teachers. Yes. And I know that got pushed back a little bit, so you want to talk about that? It did. Quick? So arm the teachers, um, and we, we ran into a couple of logistics, uh, one of which, and the biggest we being we lost the range. Um, it's kind of interesting to me to find how many people that own ranges or work with ranges say that they want to support our mission, but when we ask them if we can use the range for donation, they don't want to do that. So yeah. we got bumped. But then they, they did, and they... they they took it from us, yeah, because they had money, you know, whatever. So anyway. Um, Jack wagons. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to mention the range? We'll, I, we'll not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm going to give them an opportunity to redeem themselves. And then, right. uh, Marty, you've known me for years and well enough to know that I will absolutely scorch the earth oh, yeah. with names <laughs> and receipts. <laughs> I have no problem doing it. You're ready to throw them on the jack wagon train. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, yeah, I'm there. So, um, but uh, we have... Um, a great partnership with GOA, obviously, as one of their plaintiffs, and I'm big on education and, and teaching people how to read policy. So um, I spoke with Tony over at GOA uh, and um, Marty. We want to bring arm the teachers to Tennessee. We t- we need to talk to Art. Yes, we do. And Art has been running around here. I don't know if he's still here do, today. Do you see how I see how I did that? Yeah. It's yeah. nice and smooth. Yeah. Remind me when we get get off, and I'll text him. Very so nice. He's still hey, here. hey, hey, Marty. And I will introduce you. You're you're gonna bring arm the teachers to Tennessee. Okay. Look, we're I, gonna make I, that happen. I've noticed girl. that it, and, uh, mo- often it's just easier to tell men what we're gonna do so that they don't have to make the decisions. We hate making decisions. I know you do. So we just make them for you, yeah. and then you guys handle it. And it's guns. Like so, how bad is I it? Like really? It's kind of a win-win. What to do, Bob. Well, that's a whole other conversation, and there's release forms. So can we just not go there? Like, it's awkward. There's insurance involved. You hit the nail on the head, dude. Men respond better to orders. Some, yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I, look, I mean, that's a whole other conversation we can have, right? Because that's, that's getting into, like, the whole men who are real men as opposed to... You know. But all the teachers. That, that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. You're working on it. <laughs> all the men in the room are like, "This is getting interesting." <laughs> we need a we need a range for this to yes. happen. So if anybody's listening, it doesn't matter where. 
if you know of a range, you work at a range, you own a range, uh, you got connections there, and um, they're interested in doing this, get in touch with me or you can get in touch with Carrie. Yes. Talkinglet at gmail.com. Or uh, we the female official at gmail.com. At She's gmail. way to get me directly. She's on the grams also, so you can hit direct message. We the female underscore official or stilettos and shotguns 3.0. 3.0. I lost my first two accounts, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, right? <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, so, and then I'm on Facebook as well. Yep, there you go. So, um, Leo. Leo Takedown, DNH Tactical. Give their. So, Leo Takedown, it's just Leo Takedown on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Okay. LeoTakedown.com. And DNH Tactical, uh, again, I'm an old guy. And That's uh, right. The, just <laughs> just search them on the grams. DNH Tactical at AOL. Yeah. <laughs> he, started, he started talking about what the grams are, and I said, we're in Vegas. Is that legal here? <laughs> MySpace, is that where they're at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for taking time to be on. Carrie, thank you for appreciate the me. update, and, you know, Congratulations on scoring all the, the sponsors. Thank you. Anybody I can introduce you to, just let me know. We Absolutely. need to probably, you know, talk to the guys here at Keltec. I'm sure they probably get behind this as well. That would be great. Anyone who's willing and are interested. Leo, want to get involved? You got some guys right here you can talk to yeah, when we, we get off. Yeah, we need to get some uh, like Leo equipped ARs. That'd be great. Those they, are cool. <laughs> they're behind the mission there. Fantastic. All right, guys. More from the day four of the 2023 Shot Show from the official headquarters here at Keltec coming up. Joe Moe, ladies and gentlemen, stand by. Hey, Joe. Hey, Leadheads. White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. And there's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal 1 CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the Seal 1 CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes. Then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're gonna pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings. So I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and Done. 
Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code Leadhead for a 25% off discount. Name of the tour is Limp Biscuit Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did it in the tour. Yeah. Ton Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Ton Jones. Y'all know Ton? No. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to the, the funniest man alive. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Yeah, come here. You're not getting away. What do I do now? I gotta introduce you to my friends. Oh man, I didn't do it. It's Hiller Fat Bastard. Ton Jones, Mike Sodini. How you doing, brother? Jake, I can't ever say Jake his last name. Hi, Jay Hood. How y'all doing? Good. Good. Devin. Devin. What's happening, Devin? And Devin. Our production director. What's going on, brother? Hey, you look presentable today. Well, he thanks. He said with surprise in his voice. Yeah. Well, good, yeah. I was rocking it yesterday, Excellent. dude. Come on. You just call him Big Bird, Jake. <laughs> Are you, uh, Full of meetings again today? Actually, I'm stopping by to tell you I'm going to be back in about 30, 45 minutes to come harass you. Okay, well, come on. I'll probably be uh, on the mic, but that's fine. Trying to bridge the gap between firearms ownership and mental health care without rights restrictions. Oh, that's, that's actually badass. Thanks. We got a booth downstairs if you want to speak back in the chat one. Oh, yeah, definitely. What is it? Warehouse Horrors is the show you did? Warehouse Horrors? Warehouse Wares. See? The, he's trying to bridge that <laughs> mental health gap because you're pushing me over the edge, Cupcake. <laughs> fight, you're fight, pushing fight. it. So he's in the airsoft business now. Oh, man. They do airsoft guns? Not high capacity, high caliber airsoft. I mean, now they're doing bolts, airsoft bolts. High powered pre charged pneumatic air rifle. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> air guns, air guns, air not guns. airsoft. I'm sorry, motion. not airsoft. My bad. He's messing with Coincidentally, my I teach emotional functioning. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Maybe these are the guys you need to talk to. Your hair looks especially greasy today. Thanks, man. That's the look I was going for with the shirt. Jake. Thank you. That's a confidence booster. Love you, brother. I'll come back. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Nice meeting you, man. Good meeting you, buddy. He's so hilarious. So he's like, he was a venomous and uh, reptile handler, alligator stuff like that. Fits. Done that for like many, many years. That does not surprise me. What do you see? His hands are just like all mauled and from being bitten. Yeah, alligators and snakes and you know. It's like cauliflower ear, but for zoologists. But he was he was on a uh, a reality TV show. I can't. Was Warehouse? What was this show? It's like Storage Wars. I call it I call it storage wars. It eats him up every time. I was like, "You're on a storage wars, right?" That's why you said warehouse wars. Right. It was warehouse something or storage house. I don't know. It was the one that came before storage wars that they we did for nine seasons. So I mean, it was a pretty popular show. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Are we ready? Ready to rock? Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's go live on this one. Oh. Let's do a little live. Oh, fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it. Bring it. We'll do it live. It's like to play us out. I, and, I don't know what that means. And we're going to get pictures after. So we'll do some, Come. some pictures. Pictures? Pictures? Pictures. Yeah, we're going to do pictures. Keg. I heard somebody had a keg nearby. So. Y'all been tapping kegs? You been going by booths and finding where who's got the alcohol? Only at home. I'm not having another drink while I'm here. After last night's You weren't that bad last night. I was pretty bad. Do you remember seeing me? 
No. Okay. Oh, really? Do you know? Where, where did I see you? At the Melted Kilt or wherever it was at. Yeah. You were at the you, Tilted Kilt? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, I was on autopilot. I was on autopilot. I didn't see, I didn't see you guys. You two weren't I there. I saw you in pa- I came and you were leaving. Okay. Uh, I yeah. was definitely so there. So y'all were just coming, I guess. No, I was there. I was there the whole night. You were there? Maybe you're in a can. I don't know. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to see me. Wow. <laughs> dude, wow. wow. A, I have a no place called the Tilted Kilt, you stand out. <laughs> one, one would think. One would think. <laughs> No, you and Raph was tore up. Oh yeah, he was. And he, I know he doesn't remember me being there because we went by his booth this morning. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, it's good to see you." Yeah, good to see you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I every time I would finish my drink, someone had another one for me, and I was just crushing them. <laughs> Long night. That's why they make them, right? Right. All right, Leadheads. We are back at the 2023 Shot Show. This is day three. And uh, it is it is jam slam today. I think this is probably the busiest day yet. Uh, seeing all the traffic and everybody go by, and the noise level seems to have increased. Hasn't it, Evan? Yeah, it's a lot louder than so. Definitely the excitement has built. Uh, did you win that AK? Oh, yeah. Did I win that AK? Okay, neither one of us won the AK. So the Century Arms was giving away a uh, gold. Is it the gold one today? The gold AK. So who was over there giving it away? Black Rambo was giving it away, so we may have Black Rambo on the show. I heard there's been threats of that, so he he may be showing us. But but joining us right now, we've got our our longtime buddy, yep. our Richard, you yeah. know, one of the original Richards, Guido Richard, Guido Richard, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Sodini, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in, Mike. Hey man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, brother. You're yeah. looking good, man. Looking you fat. are looking good. Looking fat. No, you're not. Not as fat as me. No, you look good. Come on, son. Come on. No, it's it's the big loose shirt. <laughs> it's hiding it. You know, my tailor's like, hey, you need a little, just a little longer, and a little wider, and that gut's gone, baby. Hey, well, we're, we're only. Maybe aging. you should buy a new suit instead of trying to wear the one you wore the four ten years, years ago. ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's really amazing what they're doing with clothing these days. Yeah. Mm. They make really it every is. day. I live the nonprofit life. I can't afford new suits. Okay? There you go. I have to make everything have to, goes I have into to squeeze in there. Walk the talk, America. That's right. WTTA. <laughs> it's been a while since we we've done we've talked. Walk the talk. It has been a while, and I brought my and team. I think the last time we talked about it was with the gentleman you're getting ready to introduce here. Yeah, Jake Wiskirchen, the uh, mental health of. You know, yeah. guns and mental health. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the expert. The expert. Yeah. I, I, I actually get to claim that now, which is really cool, because uh, we were always warned off in grad school, don't call yourself an expert in any area unless a judge tells you or you're published or whatever. We actually got published for uh, yeah. some work. Congratulations. That we did with yeah. the National Academies of Science and So you're Medicine in the archives. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. That's Thanks. huge, man. Subject, published sub- subject matter expert on firearms and mental health Perfect. and injury prevention. Now, are you uh, getting called to court nowadays and, and being uh, an expert only hope. witness? One can only hope. No, I hear that pays well. So. Uh, that's what I've heard, yeah. People make a career out of that. Yeah. Nonprofit sector does not pay well yet. That is true. Nonprofit life is a lot different than when I owned Eagle Imports. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Nonprofit means nonprofit. <laughs> but I, I, you know, now I get people to buy me drinks. It's true. All those years I was buying drinks, now I'm like, hey, I live the nonprofit. Well, life. Don't you remember the ones I bought you last night? <laughs> Come on. It's your turn tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you guys have an addition to the team. Introduce uh, the new WTTA member. This is Jay Hood. Jay Hood is actually, Jay was with me right in the beginning. Um, and you, what, we met at Mosh Tories event in Denver. And you were part of this, uh, you, you weren't part of the team then, but you, you knew about this from the jump. I mean, before it had any real substance to it, it was more of a concept. Yeah. You know, so uh, Jay came on board, what, like about a year and a half ago, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Cool. Welcome to the team. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, man. Get up on that thing. All right. I'm all in. Let's there. hear you. There he is. I'm now we hear him. Yeah. So where are you from? Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Yeah. All right, man. I love Chicago. They got some good food down there. They do. It's a nice yeah, city. Yeah. So what is it um, that you do? What's your background? Tell us a little bit about Jay Hood. Yeah, so I'm just more so logistics and operations, and I try to do everything I can to create some strategic alignment with partnerships um, on the advisory board. And creating that alignment to bridge that gap is all I'm doing. There you go. I mean, that, I, he says, like, that's all I'm doing. You know? that, that's a big job there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I got a good team. What did you do prior to that? Uh, business consultant. Okay. Yeah, so I worked in a franchise space for the most part. Which uh, industry? Uh, pack and ship. Okay. Yeah. yeah, packing and shipping. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. So, are you um, are you a firearms advocate? Absolutely, evangelist, advocate, enthusiast. There you go. Yeah. You preach, preach the preach, and walk yeah. the walk. Yeah, I'm a gun talk guy. Talk the talk. I'm a gun WTTA, guy. WTTA, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, when I first met him. Uh, in communist Chicago. But no, we met in Denver. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to say comedy, that's where you're carrying. That's where you're, uh, yeah, yeah. Fighting a good fight in Chicago. No, but we, uh, but you guys met. We, we met in Denver, and um, it was really funny because, uh, I don't know, I think you asked me, hey, let's go get a beer. I want to talk to you about something. Because he heard me talk about Walk Talk America. And, right. And I was like, oh, I'm tired. And he's like, well, hey, did, uh, when you were talking with Mental Health America, did they mention Big Pharma? And remember, I, she had mentioned Big Pharma like 20 times when we had that meeting. I said, all right, let's let's go talk. And it was really funny because in the beginning, he's like, yeah, you, you know, this is really fun to watch you because you can go on CNN or you can go on Fox News. Um, you, you don't have to answer to anybody because, you know, no one's in your pocket yet. And uh, and as he's driving off, he's like, I love what you do, man, but be careful. People die over this stuff. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> he drove off and I was like, that's the best. Truth. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so, WTTA, I mean, you guys have come a long way since you started this. Was it been six years ago? Uh, 2018. 2018. So, how many years is that? Five. I, I can't do my mathicals. Yeah, we're, we've got five years now. Five years. So, yeah, I was close. Yeah. I was right on it. No, I know. It's and crazy. And I remember, I remember, you know, when you were contemplating this, you came to me like, hey, I got this, I got this crazy idea, man. What do you think? Yeah, man. And, I mean, from the get-go, I was like... Dude, that's genius. That's so genius. And from concept to where you guys are now, you've come a long way. Yeah, it's. I was just talking to somebody about it. Uh, I think I was talking to Joe or you know Rob while we were walking up, and I was saying a couple years ago, if um, if you'd have told me like I was going to be part of a nonprofit and I was going to have companies like Ruger and Arms Corps totally behind it, you know what I mean? I, yeah. You're like, no yeah, way. No way. Yeah, there's no know. way these guys are going to buy off on this. Yeah, so it's just been fun to watch it grow. Um, you know, I think people in the industry needed to see us stay around for a bit, right? Sure. You know, yeah. they need to make sure that it was it's legit. Legit. You know, it's, but uh, it's been, it's been great. It. Man. I think we're in the, you know, to me, we're in the forefront of, of leading the, 
the mental health charge. I yeah. mean, because the solutions we have, there's nobody that has them. You know, they, no one from outside of the. You industry. guys have a very creative, innovative, you know, outside the box way of of approaching it. And for our new listeners, uh, Mike, talk about that are not familiar with Walk to Walk to Talk America. Talk about you know what you guys are all about, what you're doing. Basically, what, what we want to do is, is bridge the gap between the mental health community and the firearms industry and look for the innovative ways that we can work together to get people the help they need when they're in, in crisis without fear of consequence, right? right. Uh, we also want to educate, which, you know, Jake, I'm going to kick it to you because you're a big part of that. Um, Jake had come up with an idea to educate uh, clinicians and, and we give them CEU credits to teach them about gun culture. So we're really bringing people together. Right. You know, you heard Mike talk about it. If you had told me, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was that I'd be doing this, I'm I'm the same boat. Like, I never envisioned this. Um, And I'm proud to be a part of it because it's so creative and uh, groundbreaking, really. So just the idea of coming up with a firearms cultural competence course for practitioners, like, where can you find one of those? You can't. ours right and then now since we've done it several other organizations have started you know teaching physicians or other medical practitioners Mm -hmm. uh, about maybe having conversations about firearm injury prevention with their patients but it doesn't involve the cultural component of what firearms community is about and i think that's what makes us really unique in that aspect so when we say we teach people one side of the coin is what we've just been describing which is to bring education and training to practitioners so that they can be fluent in understanding what is involved in the entirety of gun culture. So on our website, for example, you can go and take two of these courses, about three hours a piece, and they are good for continuing education credit when you renew your license uh, in most states. And uh, you get a really good overview of what the the gun community is like. Excuse me. And it was something that, even though I was raised around guns my whole life, I wasn't in the community until I came to SHOT. Uh, I, had, I actually came to GRPC in 2019, but it was SHOT in 2020, and I walked in and I was like, now I get it. Like, now I get it. I yeah. get why people swap out barrels. I get why people trick out their firearms. I get why there's trades going on. I get, I get it, like it, it totally made sense. So to bring that to my clinical community to enhance care and conversations in a more competent way so that we're not chasing away gun owners with judgmental language or ignorance is critical to getting help to people who need it. I mean, at our core, we're a suicide prevention organization, right. but below that is tend to your mental well-being. And how do you get that if you're afraid to come into the counseling office? So the flip side of the coin is bringing education and training to firearms owners so we demystify what counseling is overall. And then, of course, without fear of rights restriction. Now, how are the um, the clinicians, when you approach them with this, with this, with this uh, concept, how are, how are they taking it initially? I mean, what's the reaction that you're getting from them? So uh, m- mixed. Um, it's, it's tough because in my field, I think that uh, a large percentage of people have decided what their opinion is on guns, and it's not a good one. It's not supportive. And unfortunately, many of them are, uh, don't appear to be interested in moving off of it, which is too bad. However, there's a, a, a segment that is curious, and we are non-threatening enough to say, hey, come, come to us. We're not, we're not going to beat you about the head and shoulders with you know, my rights and all that stuff. So when they, uh, when they come in and they can take this course, 
in a very non-threatening, you know, hands-off kind of way on the website from the comfort of their own living room, um, they can see me as a practitioner talking about ethics and, and diagnostics and whatnot. They see Mike talking about his story, his origin story of how he created the foundation of the organization. And they see Rob Pincus handling a variety of firearms, you know, on the screen. So it's, it's a little less intimidating for practitioners who are maybe skittish or skeptical. Um, and what that we've seen through that process in doing these trainings live and online is that like, it's not 100% of the time, but it's, it's real close. They emerge with a more functional understanding and an appreciation to go, I had no idea, right? Much like I just shared, yeah. I was like, yeah. it, I had no idea ignorance. it was this, it was this diverse, it's this varied, like it's all stripes of people and religions and politics and beliefs. I mean, it's like, it's really cool. And then they- We are the most diversified industry that there is. I gotta believe that. I absolutely believe that. Absolutely. Yeah, people don't know that. You know what I mean? They, they don't. They, they don't, don't realize it. They don't realize right. it. Yeah. Right. Or they just don't want to accept it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I think it's hard for them to accept that all walks of life, you know, all different religions, like you were saying, all, you know. Yeah, if color, you're into the 2A, come on. It's the biggest Different camp. races, different. Yeah. Uh, it, male, female, ages, everything. Yep. It's all encompassing. Yeah. And, and we're all welcoming, too. I mean. Yeah. We bicker within, you know, like everybody does. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all for our Second Amendment rights. And there's even liberals that, you know, enjoy their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, we just got done talking with Laura from uh, Liberal Gun Club about that topic, about how it's a big tent and there's lots of people underneath it. Um, You know, and if I could put a bow on it before we kick it over to Jake, because I know he's got stuff to say, too, is I think that's what's surprising, to finish answering your question there, what's surprising to most practitioners is not only the diversity of the people within the community, but the diversity of utility of firearms. Mm. Um, Rob loves to analogize it to car culture, where some people own cars simply to go back and forth to work. It's a tool. Some people, you know, off-road. Some people soup them up and see how fast they can go. Some collect them, some restore them. Some don't even own them because they don't like them. They like to show them. Right, and and it's so close. So that that is a a key point. And uh, and I think the percentage, too, of gun owners in America, you know, it's – it's about a third of the country, but if you expand that to people who live in a home with guns or with access to guns, it's half the nation. And it's like, you can't afford to be ignorant about this. If you're a practitioner of any kind, you've got roughly one in two people walking into your office at any given moment who is going to have access to a firearm. You cannot afford to be ignorant about this. And why do you, why do you think that they choose to, to dismiss it, I guess, so easily? I think that, I mean, for the same reason that mental health has a stigma and we go, why don't people get counseling? It's like they don't understand what they don't know and what they've been programmed over time to think about it. Mm-hmm. So both cultures, and this is some, another parallel that Mike has drawn, is mental health is stigmatized for all the reasons that we know. You know, it's poorly portrayed in movies and TV. Um, it's got a bad rep from abusive practitioners in state hospitals and that kind of thing. And then in the gun community, it's got a bad rap from negative impressions in media, negative portrayals in movies and culture. I mean, look, sitting next to a black man here, and I know enough now about the black community, they're like, uh, a lot of us don't own firearms because there's a negative stigma associated with firearms ownership. It's like, you're the drug dealer or you're the criminal, right? There is no such thing as a, a responsible black gun owner until very recently in history. So the stigma, I think, is, is so deeply embedded into people's minds that to challenge that is just, it's hard and it's, it takes time and patience and humility. 
and a lot of us just broadly are just set in our ways. Like we're we're, we're right. comfortable, right? And you yeah. know, why change? And do you think that has to do with you know the training aspect of it? as you're learning, you know, your trade and you know the schooling that they don't have it that early on in the curriculum that yeah maybe that's where you it should be i mean if we're being quite honest i mean most people in the humanities are you know left on the political spectrum and left on the political spectrum typically is associated with you know anti-gun stances so i think it's just the demographic makeup of sure. mental health is you know tilted that way it's like uh, i've already decided what my opinion is so i mean so of course it's not going to make its way into the curriculum yeah yeah so one of the, the you know the big gaps that you've bridged uh, so Dean you did this early on too with with uh, the organization is you you know you stepped across those lines and you reached out to the mental health community and you made a, a big connection there you know a big win so yeah. talk about that well I mean it all started from um, you know just going to them and meeting them where they're at right I, I mean I, I remember going to Mental Health America's conference after they read my initial email you know that said I have all these ideas and we can save lives but um, bringing people from uh, the mental health world to Shacha, right? Like yeah. we do that all the time. Like we have uh, Nevada Coalition of Suicide Prevention is, is working our booth here. Oh, you nice. Know? So we like to take people and show them um, this is the perfect way yeah. you know, to learn about it. But one of the things. Is this, is this, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Is this their first exposure to this culture? The um, people that you brought with you well, today? No, uh, no not necessarily. No, because they've been doing it for with us for a few years. Okay, now, so right? yeah, um, I was just curious as to what you know how they're taking this. You know, well, you know, it's. it's I remember the first year I brought the vice president of uh, Mental Health America here. Uh, you know, in 2018, yeah. I, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. That, yeah. that was the you know that was really cool because you can walk them around and you know, they, people aren't going to understand the AR. Right, if they're not educated about it, but you could like show them here. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a great thing. But I was going to say about the cultural competence course. Um, one one of the things I'm most proud of is is so many clinicians um, when they say something like, "I was anti-gun before I took this course, and now I'm I'm gun neutral." Okay. And, and it's like I don't need. They're, they're not going to admit that they're you know over the that they're neutral. Right, yeah. but I mean it's moving it's in step. the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You got them uh, more this direction. Yeah. So absolutely. So what about um, range programs for the guys? Do you have like a range program where you're taking them out to actually get hands-on experience yeah, firing the, the Well, weapons? so we haven't done it in a while uh, because it's a little labor intensive and logistically challenging, but uh, so parts one and two are on the online and they used to be in person, but then when the world ended in 2020, yeah. we were compelled to move online, which actually was a benefit to us because now we got to bring it nationally instead of just locally. So we went from 12 or 14 people in a course to 74 to 260. And um, and so that's really cool. But part three, so that's parts one and two, part three right. is the hands-on shooting experience. And we, the people who take that course are also introduced to policy concepts. So as an organization, we don't deal with policy except to say, hey, be aware that there are red flag laws and transfer laws and that kind of thing. And we teach that to the practitioners so that they don't know that they can just say, hey, just give your guns to your neighbor. It's like, well, you might be suggesting a violation of law. So um, in that class, we do a little more dialogue, vignettes about what would you do with a suicidal person in your office if they own firearms, that kind of thing. So it's a little more in-depth. And, and of course, shooting is just fun. And we get to shoot a variety of of firearms. Yeah, absolutely. It's really great. Can't beat that. We want to take it it elsewhere. We've done it in Reno twice or three times now, but we want to go elsewhere. So if people are listening and they want to 
hostess at their range, uh, yeah. we, we'd love to, to Well, do here's that. an idea. Take the range to them because there are these mobile shooting trailers that people have designed now. Um, That's what we need, the Walk and Talk America Karen, Karen Butler uh, with Shoot um, um, oh, Like a Girl. You familiar with her organization? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she takes that up. She's got these two big you know, semi-trailers that she takes that are portable shooting ranges. It's an audio-only podcast, so nobody can see my eyes getting as big as they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I, that would be awesome if you guys you know, could find a great sponsor, you know, to, to sponsor one of those trucks. I'm sure there's pl- plenty of people that would uh, be behind that. Talking lead. But joining, but joining <laughs> organizations, maybe like Karen's, is maybe how you yeah. get, get started with that and say, hey, mate, you know, this is what we're doing. Can we join, you know, your, your posse, you know, yeah. kind oh, of deal. Awesome. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Sometimes they stick, man. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. But anyway, we can make that introduction. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, you happy to do that. Like I said, anytime you can uh, you can bring people into the 2A world and educate them and, and, and not in a threatening, you know, where they feel comfortable. Sure. And they're going to learn. And, you know, we have right. enough stories and we have enough. We're, we're pretty approachable. So, and, Absolutely. You know, we, we've always taken the mentality of, for the most part, uh, you know the anti-gun crowd they're just a little they're not educated about it right and they just don't want to see people die right and sure and, and we get that yeah we get yeah. that but again like you said they're just they're not educated and yeah. some of them just don't want to be either they want to believe what they want to believe but the fact that you are breaking that barrier and you're know, reaching out to some of them it takes one and then that one you get the two and it, yeah, and exponential. I mean, you, I mean, we try not to worry about too much about the tail ends of the distribution curve. You know, stick to the couple, you know, two or three standard deviations away from the mean. And uh, we've got the people in the gun community who aren't interested in mental health either, and that's that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So talk about um, your website. I know you guys have put a lot of work and effort into your website, and you know, there are th- some things that people can go. That's very interactive. Uh, so talk talk about. Well, the next big project on our website, obviously you can go there and you can take free and anonymous mental health screening. Uh, this is the same screenings that are going in the boxes of Ruger's and Arms Corps, Firearms, Bursa, High Point. Um, but our next big project is we're creating a, uh, a database um, for... Directory. A directory, yeah. A directory of clinicians and healthcare providers that are not afraid to say, like Jake, I'm super pro-gun. You know, right. pro two A. Um, we feel that that's important because we get so many people that contact us through the website that says, "Like, I'm ready to talk to somebody, but I don't know where to go." Sure. Right? Um, and you know, we thought about it. We're like, why, 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 why are we hiding this? Right? Yeah. Like, well, do- doctors, anybody, pediatricians should be able to say, "Like, hey, this is come to us." Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, jump out there, yeah. be seen. So we're we're excited about that. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be a game changer. So that's what you're working on that. You hadn't we're, finalized uh, that. Yet. We need to recruit. Well, we, we have it up. Um, there's eight people in it, <laughs> but um, we're recruiting. So if you're listening or you know somebody who is in our field and wants to join the directory, it's free. Uh, we'll just do a click through link to your own website or whatever. Yeah, uh, we'd love to have you because you know, if we can have a 50 state directory and uh, easy access to vetted uh, people who support the cause, then everybody wins. Absolutely. Yeah, we got a new program too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to let you get in here. I want you to talk about this. 
I remember bringing Devin Perkins, who uh, who runs Kids to Kings. So I think this is Devin. This is Devin. Yes, sir. Welcome, Devin. I'm Marty. Devin, nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, man. Um, so did you already, did you already say the name? Come on up. Yeah, Kids go ahead Kings. and say it again. So uh, I started an outreach program called Kids to Kings. Um, essentially. Jake and Mike have given me a lot of information about what complex trauma and CPTSD is. So what I did is essentially translate that information to where I could give it to kids and middle schoolers between 11 to 13, 14 year olds. Mm -hmm. And basically what we do is just reverse engineer all the generational curses and generational bad habits that they've picked up from the compound trauma that they dealt with through their lives. Right. And where are you doing this? We do it everywhere. We've been to Baltimore. Right now we're pretty much based in Atlanta, um, okay. and we're right in the heart of the hood of Atlanta. We're Atlanta. on the west side, right across the street from where the Bankhead Projects used to be. Um, we're intertwined with a charter school out there. I don't want to give the name, but okay. we're, we're intertwined with a charter school out there. Um, and yeah, we just try to get these kids out of their environments and give them something else to see. That's fantastic. And where can people go and get in touch with oh, you we find have, out more about your organization we're on the resource we're on the resource page of walk the talk america but you can also go to walk the talk america no kids to kings no walk the talk america sorry that's walk okay. the talk america forward slash kids dash two dash kings okay there you yeah. go are you on the the, the gram social media you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you okay. can definitely follow me at uh trench work chronicles it's all one word and then from spell there, that Trench, uh, trench, regular spelling, T R E N C H. Okay. Like work. working in the trenches. Literally, it's what we do. It's the w -O -R -K? story. W O R K? Yep. Okay, some people put spelling. different twists on. Oh, no, no, no. It's all oh. regular spelling. It's just the title of what we do. We're in the trenches, we're working. And nice. Yeah, so that was, that's in that bio is the Kids to Kings tag as well. You can, that's the fastest way to people. And how long have you been doing it. this? When did we meet? In Ram? 2018? So since 2018? Yeah, in, in Indianapolis. I told me and Mike, uh, he was actually going to try something similar with somebody else yeah. that I was already pretty much cool with. So he was like, yeah, why don't you just do it? I asked him, I was like, All right, do you have any any ideas or any plans to do this with like black people or people in the hood? And he was like, yeah, but like I don't really have an ambassador or a liaison that way. And I told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, well, why don't you do it? And I think two weeks later, I was sending there him a mass amount of text <laughs> messages like, all right, this is what we're doing. And he's been as supportive. Jake has been as supportive. Jay Hood has been as supportive. Like, it's a great Fantastic. team to be with. Yeah, what you're doing is awesome, man. That's, Thank that's you great. very much. So when you're approaching uh, the kids uh, or you know, these communities, how is it being received? It's br pretty well until we say the word gun. But yeah. that has actually changed more now since I've gotten to Atlanta. And surprisingly, it's with a lot of the moms. But I guess yeah, that's a byproduct of the 80 million new gun owners and the majority of them being black women. Yeah. I guess a lot of them are in Atlanta. So they love it as well. Like, yeah. I tell all my moms, I will take you to the range and bring the kids with you. Because I like to make the gun essentially the shiny object in the room. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about all the different factors and different subjects around the gun. Self-preservation, self-defense, uh, competitive shooting. Like, I am I really want to start my own youth competitive team with all of my black cool. boys out of Atlanta. Because that would just be different. Yeah, it would. Yeah. That would be cool. But um, it's being received pretty well. Um, I had a couple organizations just 
ghost me after I told them that we were going to teach them gun safety. Yeah. But other than that, it's been a so lot that of makes, support. That just makes no sense to me. Why you got somebody that's offering to come in and educate somebody on safety? Yeah. You know, it's not like you're going out and you know teach them how to do drive-bys or you know. Right. And we see we see it in the news up. every day of some kid picking up a gun that they shouldn't have in their hands and yeah. not knowing what to do with it. So that's the first thing. Well, the first thing we go over is controlling your impulse and making sure that you know how to um, de-escalate any type of situation. De-escalation. That's and where that, it starts. Because, yeah. you know, they're, they're 12, 13-year-old boys. They're, you're not really supposed to have a gun unless there's an adult or you have some type of supervision anyway. So right. we teach them that. We go over, like I said, controlling your impulse. And then we teach them the safety, proper grip, all that 101 stuff. And then that's basically it. Um, my field trip that I'm going to do is we're going to take the boys to the top of Stone Mountain in Georgia. Oh, yeah. And we're going to do oh, a pistol that. class on top of there. And then I'm going to teach them exactly why it is important for us to be doing this on top of Stone Mountain. So we're, we're in Atlanta, and I know Walk the Talk America is behind you. Uh, what other organizations do you have that are supporting and and Black helping Gun, you guys out. Oh, Black Guns Matter with Maj Toure. That's my big brother. That's my mentor. He's put me on the platform to be able to talk all the stuff that they give me. Um, Kevin Dixie with no other choice. He's another uh, one of my mentors. Kevin's been on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my big brother. Um, yeah. If you normally around here, if you see him, I'm normally trailing him with the camera. Okay. But yeah, that's cool. another one of my big brothers. Um, and then these two, Jake and Mike, they're, they're the ones that I will call in the middle of the night and just bug them. Literally in the middle. Literally in the middle. Literally, it's happened before. But it's it their happens. fault. Like if you tell, if you show me that you're going to be awake at, hey, they let you off the I'm, chain, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's um, it's a fun experience. It's a good experience, and I think we're going to make some decent change. You know, yep. perfect world. We don't have to do any of this, but so what's your next goal with, with what you want to accomplish? What's what's your next? My ultimate goal or my well, next? your next. My next goal is yeah. just to. Uh, get the curriculum out and just keep spreading the word keep doing the work um this is our second year in the school so i just want to establish our presence in the school and just Mm -hmm. keep getting those kids keep re-engineering them and making them positive members of society you're looking to go to the west coast bring us like california oh we'll go anywhere we will go anywhere any school that wants us to come we will come it does not matter and are these more uh private or public schools that you're right now it's a charter school so charters kind of private pri- kind of private pri- kind of public right yeah but um so it'd be good yeah. we got some sort of a you know government you know local government behind you on these uh, as well are you are you finding any resistance from- i have a lot of political friends yeah they all haven't necessarily jumped on board yet but right as soon as i really give them the campaign i'm sure they will yeah. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, Kim Klasik out of Baltimore, she's the one that went viral for walking through Baltimore and showing all the. Oh, yeah. Up yeah, stuff. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to start a program that was going to rehabilitate. She'd be a good person, good advocate to get. Oh, yeah. She's she's one of my really good Very friends. Vocal. But yeah. She wanted to start a program that was going to rehabilitate drug dealers and let them become investors into projects that were uh, basically abandoned. And when she heard about what I was doing, it was basically pretty cohesive together so yeah. she's one of my big supporters nice very good so i mean you guys are making all the right connections getting the right people involved sounds like to to take wtta you know to the top man just trying. get it out there for everybody to be able to it's, take part and the awareness man it's all about awareness yeah, i mean we walk around shot and it's like i made this comment on tuesday i, I just realized that there's not a single booth here that couldn't have our literature in their products, right? Not one. 
I mean, I don't, I don't care. Now you've had a conversation with our friends here, Keltec, right? Yeah, we're going to okay. after the show, actually. Very good. Yeah, that's Jay, Jay actually squared that away. And already, you know, Mike knows everybody in the industry as well. You know, I've yeah. got a lot of connections myself. So, you know, anything that I can do, you know, I've, I've told you guys this a hundred times. Reach out to me. Let me know if I can make Thank a you. connection. Do you know? Do whatever Thank I you. can. Yeah. And the Leadhead Brigade—they're all behind it as well. I think if we uh, if we just make it an invitation, say, hey, anybody who's listening, if you're part of this, you can help. And the way you help is. Uh, even if you're not like quote unquote in the industry, right? You're just a, a, an aficionado. You, you sure. like to shoot, right? Well, you have a range probably that you shoot at. Probably got a yeah. store that you shop at. Go explore those relationships. Take our literature with you. We got little flyers to just sit passively on the counter at the register or whatever, and it says take free and anonymous mental health screening. It's non-threatening. It just sits right there. So talk and, about that for our, our new listeners too, because that's something we talked about in the past, and that something they do on your website. So you can go to the Completely website. Completely anonymous. Yes. Yep, free and anonymous. Everybody likes free, and most gun owners like anonymity. <laughs> so uh, yeah. uh, what it is, it's powered by Mental Health America, and Mike mentioned them at the outset. Uh, so all the screenings have good fidelity, right. and the data don't go anywhere. It doesn't go into some repository. They don't ask for your name. They do have some de- basic demographic information so we know who, who's taking these things. And interestingly, uh, I share in one of my presentations a slide that has a, a pie chart on it, and the the vast overwhelming majority, 67% of screeners through their website uh, are between the ages of 11 and 24. So youth love to be screened. Adults, I think, aren't as hip to it yet, but we need to invite them in. Sure. So what the screenings do, there's 14 of them, a couple of them are in Spanish. You, uh, you answer some questions, real brief, and then it spits you out a number, a score of like how well you're doing or not. And uh, so it's useful in a couple of ways. One, if you don't have as much anxiety as you thought you did, you can be relieved. And the other is if you have more anxiety than you thought you did, it's an invitation to go seek a higher level of help. So that's a good way to check in on yourself. Uh, something else that I'll just mention too is uh, I, I own and operate a company called Zephyr Wellness up in Reno, Nevada. And it's outpatient counseling, but on our website, and there's a link on the WTTA website too, is a, a series of emotional functioning videos. And I, it's just me standing in front of a whiteboard talking about how your brain works. But the emotional functioning videos are useful because it teaches an individual how to respond to environment when they feel certain things. And if you can label your emotions accurately, you can push through them well. And so we don't bottle the things up and stuff them down and avoid and end up with a bad situations. So if, if you can educate yourself, either through screening or through watching YouTube videos, me talking into a podcast, then uh, you stay out of my clinic, which is really what we want. Like We want people <laughs> to stay healthy so that they don't get ill, but if they do get ill, know that they can come seek help. Yeah, one of the things that I, I love about the screenings, uh, especially companies like Arms Corps, who puts it on their ammo boxes, right? Like, take right. free and honest mental health screening. Um, if, you know, nowadays, gun manufacturers are getting roped into these really bad lawsuits about advertising, right? Like, they, that's how they found a way to go oh, after yeah. the gun companies. Yeah, exactly. Like so, Daniel Defense. Right, like Daniel Defense. Who was the other? Uh, a couple of them. Yeah, recently. Which, yeah, and, and my thing is, what a better, if you're in court and you own a firearms company and and they they're going after you for this and you say no 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 we have the we put this in the box of our guns we give our customers every opportunity to seek help before they do something tragic yeah. to themselves or others right 
Um, I think that would go a long way, right? Because the knock on the gun industry, which is totally false, is that we don't care. Right? Have you uh, have you approached attorneys with this to see, you know, if you get an attorney behind it and you get an attorney check off, you know, then they're going to be more apt to say, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the the I, I when I first started this, I didn't even think about it, and it was John Renzulli, one of our board members. He's a he's with Mossberg and Glock. Okay. And he said I could use this in court. Like I can use this to yeah. show that, you know, if you get some sort of documentation or get some sort of a you know endorsement from as you're taking it to these gun companies, say, look, you know, these attorneys, you know, worldwide guys or nationwide guys are saying, you know, this is some stuff we could use to help defend your ass. You yeah. Know, when, you, when you get it in a bind. Yeah. You go a long way. Just saying. Again. Another idea, man. Stuff just throwing stuff out there. Just throwing stuff <laughs> Sticks or it don't I stick. like your idea of the app. The app, yeah. The app. I, that guy's supposed to be here sometime. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think if you should any, do an app too. Any, anybody listening who develops apps, we would love to have an app with our 50 state directory. We've got a lot of uh, creative and smart lead heads out there so uh get in touch with me talking at gmail.com and uh, i'll connect you with uh mike and jake and d hood j hood d hood there's devin over there yeah, wrong letter <laughs> getting my letters mixed up but guys i appreciate you uh coming on and getting us an update on on where you guys are at with wtta these days uh it's awesome anything else that uh we didn't didn't talk about we need to talk about we cover everything i don't think we got it yeah. So throw that website out there and uh, your your grams. So WTTA.org or WalkTalkAmerica.org. Uh, you can find us on social media at, at WalkTheTalkUS. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and, and Facebook. And our podcast, Guns yeah. and Mental Health. There you Available go. wherever podcasts are found. All the places. All the places. So I got a question that I've been asking all my guests. Okay. It's a fun question. Okay. It's the first thing that comes to mind. Don't sit there and think about it. First thing that comes to mind, and I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Oh, I'm going to go to you last because I, I know you're going to have a good answer. We'll start with you first, and we'll go around the table here. All a lot right. of pressure. You're going to do this too, okay? All right. So, one thing in 2023 that you would like to see just completely disappear, gone, never to come back, be anything. Mike. Uh, the. Right, right now, the thing that in my head is is this pistol brace thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want the pistol pistol brace to go away, or no, the, no, I want to be able to ATF. use it. Yeah, oh, okay. the ATF want, okay. with the pistol brace. Yeah. I, I, you Do know. you want the ATF to go away? Yeah. <laughs> NFA gone. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mas- masking children. Masking children. Yep. Because of the COVIDs. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey schools uh, just returned to masking a couple of you weeks ago and arbor and arbor schools return to masking some of the california what? districts are talking about yep masking children it is absolutely it's already proven that it's the worst thing that you could do. absolutely revolting that we're putting masks on children covering their faces i'm an emotional function guy we learn emotions and we communicate with our facial expressions if you don't have that at the most critical developmental points of your life which is childhood you will stunt growth and not just educationally, I yeah. mean socially and emotionally. And mentally. And the way we connect as human beings is emotions. You, you become vulnerable, you push through the vulnerability, and that drives intimacy. That's how we connect as people. Masking children needs to go away yesterday. I agree. I like that one. Jay Hood. I would say the hypocrisy of uh, 
the hypocrisy of the inclusion that we spoke about before in like the industry mm -hmm. it's interesting that we lose so many bodies to firearm suicide in a day yeah and the very same brands that are pushing these products off their manufacturing and assembly line look at us when we talk about our efforts right with hesitancy yet their lifetime customer value they have a they have a number for that they have a dollar sign associated they with how much value on it huh? and yet they won't take the time to make that endorsement and to make that investment with the only organization that's doing the work so i don't want to see the hypocrisy and the bullshit quite I frankly like that i knew away. you would have a good one yeah. that's perfect it's heating up isn't it yeah every next answer is better I, than the one before i like it. that <laughs> Devin, right. come on brother so mine similar to his is i want the uh the hypocrisy not the hypocrisy but the lack of focus on the next generation um i think we do a very poor job at making sure that we show nepotism to the kids and the children that we have coming up next so i just want people to stop acting like they don't matter because we're leaving their this world to them and it's not looking like it's getting any better for them wow you guys have knocked it out of the park on that answer this is the best answer we've had so far so awesome great job guys appreciate you coming on uh, again anything that talking lead leadhead brigade can do for you guys we're behind you 100 percent just let us know yeah good deal more coming from the 2023 SHOT Show here at the official lead quarters, the Caltech booth. Let's have you do that again. All right, he'll, he'll be here in a minute. We can go ahead and get started. You probably got other appointments today? No, you're her appointment, so. Okay. I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, here for just you. She's doing it for me. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know who this bozo is wearing those gay shirts. Who is he? Do you like my shirt? Yeah, when in Vegas. When in Vegas? When in Vegas. This is uh, a Nashville shirt. Except Marty's pretty... When in Nashville. Marty's pretty metrosexual, so... Nicky wears that <laughs> shirt all the time. I'm comfortable in my sexuality. In this shirt. This shirt's pretty damn comfortable. <laughs> you survived uh, Sturgis, got home, everything was okay? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you survived that flight... Uh, survive anything right <laughs> flight in the rv you missed out you should have been there with us you shouldn't have flown home uh no i had i've done this twice now that the sturgis yeah well i with with chad so i yeah drove out with him all of the way here he is all right, you got to get up on the mic like okay. this. Okay. You do too. <laughs> or you can bring it back there. You can hold it if you'd rather hold it. Yeah, maybe. We can take it out, or you can just hold the stand. I don't way. have her tiny little legs. I just take oh, it Oh, I know. I know. That's why I turn sideways. Turn sideways a lot of the times. Did you think that you were going to just be able to get away from get away from the booth and not work, Evan? Yes. <laughs> you must have found something we're stopping for. Meprolite. Checky check, one, two. Test, test, one, two. Test, test. Can't do it at the same time. Come on, guys. Here we go. We good? Yeah, you get a little closer. A little closer? Yeah. Okay. Is that good? Talk. 
Hello. That's good, right? Yeah, you hear that? Yeah, yeah you can hear perfect. me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Rick. Yeah. Rick Stewart. Alyssa. Nice to meet you. Test, test. How do I sound? That's good. That's good. All right. This is, are we live? Are we doing live? What's up, Landheads? We are live at day three of the 2023 SHOT Show here from the official lead quarters at Talking Lead, or Talking Lead, Caltech. <laughs> and joining me, I have some guests in the audience here. Hello. A special guest. We have Alyssa Baker. And Alyssa is from the communist state of Oregon, <laughs> <laughs> joining us. And our good friend Rick Stewart with... How you doing? I love what I do with your card. The American... Did, did you hear him Zealot say Zealot Production Movie Company. <laughs> American Zealot... Productions. Productions. There you go. You got, you got so many irons in the fire, you know. It's, it's hard to keep up. So, join us. Would you please? So, Alyssa. Yes. So, he, he's brought you by here for yep. a special reason. You're holding a firearm there. You, Caltech's latest, the R50. R50. Yeah. That's the rifle version of the 5.7, the, the P50. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I take it you're familiar with that. Have you done some photo shoots, maybe? So, so. I think this? I think most of the stuff I've done with Caltech has been with the KSG. KSG and some others. But we did film ah. We did film this uh, in the gun store that she works at uh, with a range with somebody that she knows. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's not just a pretty face either. She also works at a gun store and she does firearms training. Yep. So talk about that. Um, How did you get in, involved with, with firearms? How did you get in the firearms industry? I, I grew up around firearms, so I was already kind of into that stuff. And then... I think getting my concealed carry, like I actually went into the range to pick out my concealed carry and that's kind of how I got started and got my job yeah. there. They just was this me. in Oregon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the, at the range that I currently so work at. So there are still gun stores in Oregon. <laughs> surprisingly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is surprising. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear everything that's going on there. It's just, it's an utter chaos with the, yeah. your second amendment rights. It is. It has been crazy. I, everything's kind of on hold right now, but yeah. We're, we're working through it and doing the best that we can under the circumstances. Yeah. Are yeah. you still doing training? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's probably picked up a little bit more because people panic by a lot of people who weren't into firearms previously wanted to take advantage of the opportunity before that was taken away. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I get that. Now, um, you also, and we mentioned this kind of briefly there, Rick, you do some modeling for, for Keltech. Yeah. So how did you get involved with that? I oh, met hey. Rick. <laughs> Oh, so you're you're the catalyst for that. Yes. Well, you know the thing is, is well, I'm not surprised. I do, you know, all of the video production for Caltech um, and some others in the industry. And uh, um, one of the things that uh, I, I met Alyssa, oh. I'll tell you the how I met Alyssa story. Um, you're more familiar with the KSG yes. there, so yes. we are we are always out uh, filming something somewhere on location, and a lot of times it requires props. New bags, new sleeping bags, new cots, new whatever, you know. An awesome coat like she's wearing today. Yeah. I mean, but, it is uh, a little chilly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah. up here, because I got the doors open. Yeah. Downstairs, definitely hot. It's a little warmer. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but, uh, go ahead. But anyway, at the time, Alyssa was working at uh, Cabela's. Yep. And okay. uh, here was this cute little girl that would run around the store, and she was, like, friendly, uh, had a personality. But you know how a lot of times you go in a big box store or something, and 
<clears throat> and you say, well, will it do this? And they start reading the instruction on the back of the box, like, you're an idiot. Uh-huh. Like, I could have read the instructions. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you know. Yeah. Like, do you have any experience with this? But I was I was getting some gear, and I wanted to make sure, like, a cot was wide and something. And she said, well, let's just set all this up. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to make you do that. She goes, screw that. You're going to buy it. That's what I'm getting paid for. Right? Yeah. So yeah. She said everything, Might as well. She said everything up in the store. Job. And then when I was done, she goes, I'll put it all away. You continue to shop. And uh, then when I got to the counter, she helped me out, and, and that's kind of where it started. It wasn't nice. long after that she went to work at the gun store, but I'm uh, pretty enamored, not only by her ability. She's been in a lot of Caltech videos, I think seven or eight Caltech videos, yeah. KSG and some others. So she's helped me film on even a, an international front. Uh, we did a sex trafficking video, and we've done a lot of other things, and Alyssa's been a big part of helping us out. And we're going to do stuff soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. You, a, a sex trafficking video. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know, that sounds I can't creepy, let that go, though. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what was it about? Why uh, did you do that? We're on a awareness. Cam- no, we're on a yeah, on a cam- yeah. Okay, on a campaign to try to educate the world on how perfect uh, prevalent it is, and so uh, Alyssa came and was one of our actresses inside, <laughs> and she did a great job. I'll have to send you the video. Yeah, and where, it was fun. Where can uh, someone find that video? Where can we watch that one right video? now? They can't because we're in the middle of uh, maybe building oh. the the documentary oh, okay. series on it. Oh, yeah, nice. and so eventually it'll be released. So okay, some of our stuff gets in secret. Like we may get a new firearm that nobody has seen. Yes, and so they're they're shop for me are pretty trusted agents. Keltec can send me in the latest, greatest, and everybody has signed their life away that they can't talk about it. I got and, you. I got and you. we film, and then six, lots of paperwork. Six months later, it's out. And six months, okay. So sometimes longer. Yeah, soon, soon to be released. Soon to be released. I got you. I got you. We just uh, the reason I was asking you, and you mentioned that I had had some gentlemen on uh, yesterday that um, they're in the security business. Yeah. And also the human trafficking. You know, they're um, I guess officers for that. Yeah. So yeah, very very interesting. And like you guys say, I mean, it's a very I guess. Um, a lot, a lot of people are aware of the extent. You know, it's a huge, huge. It's really, issue. it's really not talked about a whole lot. No, it's not just, that it's I've like noticed. At least, just kind of just dismiss it. It's like, ah, eh, that didn't really exist. But I think that people want to really ignore stuff like that because it, they just it's don't sad and it, it sucks. Exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to bury your head in the sand and pretend yeah. it's not happening. Well, kudos to you guys for you know bringing it front and yeah. center. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the training that she does um, because I think uh, there's a lot of people out there that visit a gun store and then they don't come back. I, and you, I, I, there's a lot of people out there in the in the gun world that can probably relate to this. We have got guys that really don't know a lot, but the first time they take their girlfriend in to shoot, mm-hmm. the guy behind the counter makes them feel so stupid that they don't want to go back. Oh yeah, and or they just. Like, use hey, them as like a easy sale, I guess. Like they're, get their the, points? the assumptions are already there that they don't know what they're looking for or what they're talking about. So it's right. easy to go, oh yeah, this is Manipulate. you know this is a point and shoot firearm. This is what you need, and make the sale rather than you know actually educating and having a conversation and looking at multiple options and yeah. you know really getting now into it. Now, if you're going to sell me a KSG, let me sell, <laughs> sell me a KSG. Let's so the KS the KSG. 
410 is the one that Alyssa is holding now. Yeah, I haven't actually gotten the opportunity to. This is my first time holding it. Pretend it's a a 12 gauge. A 12 gauge. Yeah, pretend it's the uh, KSG 12. Because I think I everything's the same. It's the, just smaller. No. This is more like the KSG or KS7, yeah, yeah. which she yeah, did the so commercial for too. Okay. Did I shoot the? KS7 but it is a too? it is a dual, cha- uh, this uh, tube. It's yeah, dual this tube. one is it's dual tube. Okay. So it holds fifteen rounds. Okay. So I'm she, I'm actually really excited. I yeah, I think this will be a little bit more comfortable to shoot than a twelve gauge. I'm. Oh, it's gonna I'm, be. Well, I'm little. I'm petite. You yeah, know. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, if you can't tell, Alyssa's about ninety pounds. <laughs> yeah. Eighty-five, maybe. I don't know. With the jacket on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Soaking wet. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, sell me, sell me. Let me hear well, you. Well, so, how, how so, do you sell something that you haven't so really minute. played with yet? So I'm walking into it's the store. It's a Caltech. It's like, oh hey, Alyssa, how you doing? I'm looking for uh, a this. shotgun. Looking for you a shotgun. Want, you want this shotgun? It's why? The best shotgun. Why do I want that shotgun? Why? Well, look at it. It's cool. It's and cool. it's fun. <laughs> and it's black, and you know, it's got this thing up here. And that. Yeah. Well, I'm also, like, I'm kind of more of a handgun person just in general. Oh, but should we get a handgun in here then? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. She, so so she's going to sell me a Kel-Tec firearm. Oh, look. We have, oh, we have snacks. I, apparently. Apparently. We're going to try. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to see her powers of persuasiveness. Powers of I don't like it's not I don't think you really have to be persuasive. No. I think you you like you just figure out what, you know, someone's looking for and what no. they're interested in. And I really I really do feel that a lot of stuff when it boils down to firearms is a personal preference. No, keep going, you're good. Okay, sorry. No. Yeah. No, it is. It is a personal preference, but it's so I guess you're good at listening to the customer. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, hey, I'm walking yes. in, I'm looking for you know, a shotgun that you know, 12 gauge probably got too much kick for me. You know, I don't, right. I don't like the, you know, my shoulder. So a 410, you know, yeah. not too bad. And I, I need something that, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm hunting, when I'm swinging, that barrel, you know, kind of heavy. It's long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What yeah. would you so recommend? A 410. This guy right uh, here. A bullpup well, 410. Yeah. yeah. The K the KSG is a good one too. It's not too heavy. It's pretty lightweight. Yeah. It's manageable. It's good. There you go. Yeah. Now you think about that for you know being uh, the tiny size that she is and watching her rock a full size KSG uh, oh. on the range. It's I I can't tell you that uh, Alyssa hasn't come back from some of our shoots a little <laughs> bruised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, oh great job let's shoot that again. Well, there's she not gives, a lot of padding there. No. You know, no. To begin with. no. She gives us the eye roll like really. Are you sure? Yeah. Really Do we guys. Have to? <laughs> but I would tell you, uh, you know, Marty, one of the things, you know, kind of alluding back to when you go in a gun store and have a gun store experience. Um, one of the things that I really uh, love about Alyssa is the fact that that she's uh, more than happy to tell somebody why what they're about to buy is not the right weapon for them in the store. You know what I mean? Or even their first time on the range. Like, hey, let's not start out with that. Let's start out with this. So, I mean, I, she was pretty excited uh, when the little 22 pistol came out from Caltech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of what a great way, what a great entry gun to get somebody in and make them start to feel comfortable and then transition people up further. But Well, and, like, just helping build up confidence in what they're doing, you mm-hmm. know. I'm really about, like, connecting with whoever I'm working with and making sure that they really understand, you know, the material that I'm teaching and going over everything it's not just you know giving them information and sending them off on their own like I want to help support them and build up their confidence so that they can be independent mm-hmm. and comfortable and 
you know. Now in your really, training courses, do um, do you do? I do a specifically lot of, women, females, or do you do mixed a, classes? A little bit of both, and most of my training I do one-on-one training. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. I prefer to do one-on training, one-on-one training because I like connecting with whoever I'm working with. Yeah. And I'm I'm passionate about what I do. You know, it's not just it's more private, money hands-on. or a job for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we recently released a video, Caltech released a video. It's uh, kind of based on the most interesting man in the world theme with the uh, with, uh, P-15. And um, we got this big guy, Craig. I mean, he's a massive dude, manly man for sure, but he's, he just hasn't done a lot of shooting. And so I said to him, hey, I, I really want you to go to the range. I want you to connect uh, with Alyssa and shoot. And if a, if a guy was ever worried about... A, a, a woman <laughs> teaching them anything. Alyssa quickly dispels that. One, because when you watch her shoot on the range, she's very good. So, I mean, I think you've given Craig about 10 lessons yeah. or so. Yeah, he's doing great. And he just keeps coming back, and that makes more guys come in because Craig says, man, she knows her stuff, and she taught me well, and yeah. the results speak for itself. Do you specialize in the handgun, or are you doing rifles also? Um, I'm definitely more into handgun shooting, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I, I don't feel like shooting rifles is as difficult as shooting handguns and as far as like accuracy and you know consistent shot placement and but you can and uh, that kind of thing you can it, come by and watch her rock uh, full autos oh yeah she shoots uh, yes. tell them some of the full autos you're shooting oh gosh we got a bunch we got like mp5s uzi thompson um mg3 like yeah yeah they're a lot of fun i mean like the full auto full auto in general is fun yeah it actually i think maybe that's another that's another thing as far as rifle goes like i'm used to shooting full autos and i have the opportunity to do it basically whenever i want to so you know sometimes semi-auto stuff can be kind of yeah your very first campaign for keltec was uh the Yukasa, Mikasa, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she's kind of the face of uh, that in the, on the magazine. And so she went yeah, out. To, she went out to Eastern Oregon. Chad, Keltec Chad was with us. Keltec Chad. Yeah. Um, Who was joining us on the mic? Hello. There he is. So he, he you know, we were all out there in Eastern Oregon. Uh, we had uh, Terry Hewen, you know, our former Team Six buddy was out there, and so everybody had a role to play. It was a super fun trip. But that was her first, and Sounds then. Like yep. it. We've done a lot since then. You got more coming up, no doubt. Yes. <laughs> Why is she not in this one, Chad? I don't know. Why is she not in this? Why magazine? am yeah, I? Why I am I on thought. the cover? And why are you on the cover, and not her? That was a lighting test shot, and these assholes put me on the cover of it. <laughs> I was there to direct this photo shoot. You can't shoot, tell me that you're it. not proud of that shot. I right hate there. that. That picture. is a good. I picture. absolutely hate that picture, Alyssa. It's a great picture. It's not a great. It's a great picture. What's your mic there, Rick? No, but uh, the catalog, it's the rest could, of the catalog. What could not great. Chad have done better? So open it up. For this. I don't, I think it's a great picture. I don't know why you don't like it. Open it up. No, no, no. Yeah. Look at the back. So now flip it around so we can see the back, the back. of the whole thing. Here you do it. Marty, you're slow. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You said Marty, were you out late last night? Oh, okay. There we oh, go. you so want to do that? It yeah. It could have been any of those images and they like, look at this dude. I mean, that's legit, right? I don't okay. know. I'm a little afraid of him. Yeah. That guy's a little scary, intimidating. These guys were these guys were amazing. Um, it would have been nice to have you out there. We had a family, yeah. like a 
family sort of in, um, environment and slash instruction on the on the handguns at the range, and we kind of wanted to, sh you know, um, g give that kind of family day at the range vibe. You would have been perfect for that. Yeah, I would have loved it. Yeah, next time. Tell Rick. Next time. Yeah. Chad's going to be coming out pretty soon. Okay. We're going to be shooting some more videos, so we'll get you yes. out there. And yeah. Get you involved. Absolutely. We got to do it. I know she's going to. Well, be actually, excited. since uh, <laughs> you're kind of our shotgun spokeswoman. Uh, with the new K KSG 410, we should probably get get you doing a photo yeah. shoot with that. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done anything. I really, I really am excited to try that out too. Okay, oh yeah. dude, it's so much fun. I bet. Yeah. All right. No, she's done. digging the the 410. She would be perfect, you know, for you guys to do a video of the small frame person. How perfect the yeah the 410 is. Yeah. I say we make it. Not saying you're dainty <laughs> because you're not dainty. Are, are you? Well, I mean, smaller even frame. I can handle machine guns. Are you even 90 pounds? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like 110. I know you don't ask women their weight. I don't care. How much do you weigh? But you just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just did, Rick. Well, we're friends, so. Well, so the KS7 is not fun to shoot. I mean, it's a lightweight 12-gauge shotgun, and she's on our reel just rocking it. Just yeah, I mean, you got to. Ripping with it. With the lightweightness. I mean, you, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to expect that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, like. I pull it up on my phone all the time because yeah. we get when we do range events and stuff. You get these guys like, "Oh my god, this thing's like kill me." So I'm like, <laughs> "That's me." Hold on a second. Let me show you. I'll pull something. it up. I'm the guy on that video. This is how you shoot a KS7. You know, yeah. so it's. I'm glad you did that because it's a lot of fun, and I really like to poke fun at dudes that are complaining about it. Yes. But the shotgun, a pump action shotgun, is going to recoil based on whatever you put in it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Put. Put well, and we didn't we didn't have any light rounds. Nope. So we yeah. didn't. No. Uh, we there didn't. was a little bitching about that. Oh, just like a tiny. You know, to be honest, uh, she's rocking her Doc Martin boots and her little black jeans, and we get her on the range, and we're shooting. And the next day, I come in because we we're going to film something else, and she kind of pulls her shirt back and pulls it away, <laughs> and she goes, "Check this out, asshole." Her <laughs> 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 whole shoulder is bruised, and that's so. usually Not yeah, too bad, though. that's the results for me too. You know, typically when I go out. Yeah rocking those but you I know, mean I, you I bruise up, like with just shotguns them. in general I bruise yeah, you don't want to even shoot, if it's gotta, something that's heavy and not too bad you gotta empty them you know yeah you can't you just do. shoot one or two He's well like, if we gotta get a good shot you know in here I gotta get rid of all of them <laughs> yeah so of all your photo shoots with Keltec yeah what's your favorite what's just been your favorite I don't know I think my first one definitely was one of my top favorites just because of like the scenery and the environment and the people that were there like it was just a super yeah. super that was fun a good vibe. Good vibe. Yeah, yeah really really fun time and yeah. they get you out of Oregon no we were no still yeah we were on the Pacific Crest Trail right up there in a beautiful part of the state so you're doing yes. all of all this yeah. in Oregon you're not they're not yeah. like flying you not, out to not Italy yet or not yet Little known secret, but Oregon is by far out. the most diverse place to do photo oh, yeah. shoots, get content. Because oh, it's beautiful. Up there. You go That's why I'm still there, you know, like you even aside from the oh, politics, yeah. like you I can drive it. an hour any direction and you're in a different climate. I was just going to say, you go, you go any four directions, you're, it's like you're in a completely different place. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. So you think yeah. as a document, uh, documentarian, a lot of times I'm, I need ocean, coastal, gigantic sand dunes. Oregon has the largest sand dunes in the world. Oh, really? If you turn to go the opposite that. direction. Uh, we filmed scenes for our Hunter or uh, Dakota Meyer documentary and some stuff that we've done with SEALs where there's mountains over there that look exactly like you're in Afghanistan. You know what yeah. I mean? So oh, yeah. we just have everything. Nice. Yeah. Snow, mud, that's, rain, bulk That's like the only thing that's keeping And you go there. out there for these uh, yeah. photo shoots, Chad? Yeah, I've been out a couple times. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love digging it. There. Yeah, digging, I do. Digging yeah, digging I wish uh, politics. That's why they different. don't fly you there because they want to come there. Yeah, <laughs> they're the ones that get the trip. Yeah, not, not you. Yeah. Uh, so. so let's set that up, Rick. We need to get a photo shoot uh, KSC 410 with Alyssa. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. We we'll definitely. Just, we'll just make that a thing. We'll, we'll make start an here thing. after we get done recording. And we'll, <laughs> there we go. We'll get some yeah. pics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of that. So you, I was noticing your artwork that yes. you got there. Yes. Want me to hold your I actually have a sure. I actually have a, an appointment when I get back. Did oh, you Did you already for give more? your social medias? Did you already spit that out? Um, I, I it's tagged on the on the live. No, I mean, have you done it here? No. Oh yeah, you need to do that. My Instagram is Alyssa Wild. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Alyssa Wild. Yes, Alyssa A L I S S A. And Wild is W I L D. Uh, W Y L D E, like two two three Wild. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. Like That's two, okay. two, three, we can, wild. We can write it two, down. Two, three, you're, you're wild. You're listening to fire wild e. okay. Hey, it's okay. The lead heads are way smarter than you. Okay. <laughs> they can spell. Yeah. <laughs> so your artwork. I want to talk about your artwork here. So yeah. You got yeah. one there on your forearm. Right here. Here on my forearm. I'm going to have a new one right here. You're going to do a whole sleeve? This was my first. Yeah, this arm. I'll probably sleeve out. Nice. This is my first one. I got one behind my ear, my sternum, and then all my ribs. Okay. Yeah. And when did you get your first one? That a little heart there. 18. When you're 18? Yep. I mean, you're like, what, what 19 like now? Yeah, tw- I'm 24. <laughs> okay, 24. So 24. Not, not that long ago. No, nope. And then you got your next one, how soon after? Uh, I think it's scheduled like February 17th. Is there, you have a particular artist, a favorite artist that yeah, is doing, uh, doing all of it? Yeah. Okay, um, nice. He's with Reborn Inc. He's done all of my stuff. He's the only person I'll go to. Nice. You know, like you yeah. kind of find well, someone. Absolutely. good work. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Are you doing any colored tattoos? or? Y'all no, I'm not really into the colored stuff. The, I feel like it, it can kind of fade over time and doesn't look as good, and mm-hmm. this isn't too bad. It stays pretty well, and he does a good job. So, yeah. yeah. So what I was asking, how soon after you got your first one did you get your next one? Um, I think I get one probably like about every year. Is there like a special occasion that you get the tattoos? Well, originally me and my best friend were like, our birthdays are a couple of days apart. So we would go every year for our birthday. Right. And then life catches up to you and that's harder to do. I don't have any tattoos. So that's the reason I'm asking is, you know. Yeah, I get one about like every year. February is like this, I got this last February. So now this February I got it. Is that mean something? Does that have some sort Um, of? No, some of them do. Meaning to it's and it's like a iris or something. Is that what that is? There's a bu- just Calla a bunch lily. of just a, yeah, just a bunch of wildflowers. Yeah, kind of I just like it. Lily or something like that. Yeah, yeah it looks Art. great. I'm artsy. You're I've artsy. actually I've actually thought and about and tattooing. it's wildflowers. W Y L D E. Yeah. A L I S S A. Yep. W Y L D E. On the grams. Yep. That's me. So you leadheads can follow her there and then. Where can they see these awesome videos of you, the Keltec? I think we got some on Keltec's Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think what we'll do now that you gave a plug for, we'll put all of Keltec's videos on her site too. Yeah, I think. we can do that. Well, we're gonna do probably got more followers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been, actually we've talked about that for. Can I post a, a all my now. stuff on your Instagram too? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay. So start following Talking Lead on A L I S S A. Well. That's the new talking lead. There we go. Okay, perfect. I'll give you the login. Perfect. Sweet. So what's what's next for you, Alyssa? Shooting that 410. Shooting yeah. the 410? Yeah. Right. That's okay. going to wow. be next. Our first right? thing on the schedule this year. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I, That's what we're going to do. I'll tell you a funny Alyssa story. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Oh, around uh, 4th of July. Around 4th of July, um, uh, two years back, 
uh, we were going to do a Fourth of July shoot, and mm. and Melissa came out and yep. she uh, wore an American flag for us in the shoot. Yep. And it's a pretty sexy, pretty provocative shoot, and it, she really looks good in it, cute in it. I'll show it to you when we leave here. It's on the gram. <clears throat> and it was on my it was on my phone, oh and uh, I had just come back from a, a fly fishing trip in in uh, Eastern Oregon. Uh-huh. And the pastor of my church said, hey, did you get any fish out there? And I said, oh yeah, I got plenty of them. Oh, and I went to open up my photos and he's standing there looking and then the <laughs> photo that popped up is Alyssa. What kind of fish is that? <laughs> in this, you know, uh, American flag shot. And he goes, I don't think that's it. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's no, not it. That's no, not no, the one. That's not it. I don't know. I wasn't I mean, nervous, but I, I mean, think he was pretty nervous. She's a catch, but that's not, yeah, that's not the fish. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I thank thought, you. I thought dad jokes were gone in 2023. Oh, no, I'm bringing it back, Jack, baby. Come on. So I think back. dad jokes are the funniest. That brings me to the uh, next question we're going to wrap it up with here is, okay. what do you want to see eliminated, gone, just disappear in 2023 never to come he back. asks everyone this question so um measure 114 in oregon like is that that's it that was an easy that one was great that was great it came right out of her mouth too rick yep yeah what would i like to see gone yeah anything well, any anything woke and everything woke mm. i'm just, just uh the whole concept i wish woke. we would go back to being uh the country that that I think God ordained us to be. And I don't even mean that uh, overly spiritual or religious. I just think that this country was founded on uh, some amazing principles that worked for, you know, 250 years. And we got a lot of people that are trying to friggin' make it not work. Yeah. Um, they're learning it the hard way, but not fast enough. So, you know, it'd be nice for parents to have control of their kids again. And, you know, maybe we should bring back spanking. But that's another <laughs> show. I'm all for it. It worked for me. See how I turned out, right? Huh? Huh? Am I? I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's not a good good argument for the bring back the spanking. I never, (laughs) I never stopped spanking. (laughs) (laughs) But all of his girlfriends have left him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good enough. Uh, Rick Stewart, American Zealot Productions. Got it. Ah, you proud of me? Nailed it. Yeah, good friends. Talk about. Oh well, you can't talk about that. Never mind. You can't talk about that one. Uh, and Alyssa, one more time, give your, your grams. Alyssa Wild, A-L-I-S-S-A-W-Y-L-D-E. Yeah. Got it. Dot com. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on, Rick. Appreciate you bringing her by. It's been a pleasure. Love to have you on. Next uh, um, shoot that you do with them. Let's, yeah, Let's talk sure. about it on the show. And there is a deer out, oh outside the booth here. We gotta go see what that is. We gotta go get us some jerky. So yeah. more coming from the 2023 Shot Show here at the official headquarters of Caltech. So there you go, guys. That's the end of our Shot Show interviews. That wraps it up for all of our Shot Show. Uh, but we're gonna get more because we're going to NRA. And like I said earlier, we've got an awesome giveaway that we're gonna be doing for the people who are attending. So this is going to give you an, uh, an incentive. If you're sitting on the fence, you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to go or not. This is an incentive for you to go. And what we're doing with Keltec and Kraken Cases is, Chad, you want to you want to talk about the awesomeness that Keltec is putting up as a giveaway? Absolutely. So we are going to be giving away a TAN P17. It's also going to come with our new P17 optics slide. It's going to come with a holster for that gun, some extra magazines, and we're also throwing in a CL42 flashlight. 
and a red dot. Yeah, the the red dot comes on that on the on the uh, on the extra slide. Yeah, there you go. So you're getting a P17 with the red dot, extra mags, a Keltec. Which model flashlight? CL43. It's a three cell, the bigger the bigger one. Yeah, I've got one of those laying around here somewhere. Um, Four hundred and twenty lumen flashlight. They're they're pretty awesome. Yeah, very nice uh, kit there that you're going to get and. It's all going to be wrapped in a very cool bin. And a gamma. And a gamma. And it's going to be a tan gamma. This is a yellow one, but it's going to be a tan gamma case to go with the tan P17. This case is really cool. Yeah, and what's nice, I think you guys are, um, you know, you put your magazines in the bottom layer of it. It's a two-layer case, so... Uh, basically you can use the bottom layer for storage, top layer for storage. So, uh, you know, it'll be able to hold everything that you guys are including very easily, um, within that case and, you know, throw it in the case. It'll form around the memory foam will form. It'll around hold the, all that and more. So, and, and we may have a few extra things that we're going to throw in with it also. So, uh, don't be surprised if maybe we got something from mission first, we got something from seal one, we've got. You know, some other things, maybe an, uh, a knife from a company. I don't know. But definitely, you're going to get the P17 with the red dot, the extra mags. So you're going to get five total mags, the holster, and the 450 lumens. Yep, the CL43 flashlight. You can see CL43. it at keltechweapons.com. Go there and check it out. Yeah. And if you want one today, you can use that code LEADHEAD, and you can get 15% off. Nice. <laughs> and if you want one of these gamma cases, or you want one of the Icarus cases, or you want one of the Sigma, uh, use the code Talking Lead, and you're gonna get 10% off. But this is only for people who attend NRA. Okay, only the people that are attending. You got to come by Keltec's booth, and there are uh, registration laptops there that you go and you register. And then on the last day, we're gonna announce the winner. Of, of who gets that. And you can't take it home with you, obviously, but everything will be shipped to you. You'll get everything shipped to you and the gun will go to your FFL. So if you can't own a firearm, too bad. So sad. <laughs> Don't enter yeah, the you, contest. What are you doing at NRA if you're not, uh, if you're not buying guns? <laughs> well, for yeah. Anyone, go ahead. For anybody not familiar, the P-17 is, uh, it's a 17 shot, um, 22 long rifle, uh, concealed carry size um, handgun. Uh, it's extremely lightweight. It typically comes with three magazines. Um, um, my notes here say that it's going to come with extra magazines, so I'm, I'm guessing probably an extra extra couple mags. And um, there's uh, we just released a we partnered up with Crimson Trace, and uh, they put one of their uh, red dot pistol sights on one of our slides. And it fits perfectly. It looks really nice. And I think inside that case, it's going to be nice because uh, with that memory foam, you can obviously keep the optic on there and go ahead and close it up, and it's not going to crush your your optics. Yep. So it's it's, uh, um, it's a pretty solid deal. And uh, the pistol is extremely fun to shoot. I was never much of a 22 guy. I didn't really shoot 22s very much. Um, had to go down and test one of those in the range, and I was having so much fun with that thing. I wasted a, a lot of the company's ammo just having fun. I was quote <laughs> testing it, but uh, yeah, it's a super fun plinker. 
So yeah, really good for beginning shooters. Or if you just want to go out and do some plinking, it's a great pistol for it. Absolutely. So come by the booth. We're going to have the studio set up there. Come by, say, Hey to me, Chad's not going to be there. Unfortunately, Matt will be there. And the other gang from Caltech, uh, my buddy, Evan, who helped me out at shot show is going to be there. He's going to be handling the, the media for me. So come by, see Evan, the flood man. And uh, we're going to have other giveaways for people who come by and say, Hey, and let us know that you're leadheads. And we've got some stuff from mission first. We've got some stuff from seal one, uh, and a couple other sweet little things that we're going to have for, for giveaways for people who come by and visit us. Um, yeah. So and if, at the uh, Caltech booth, uh, anytime talking lead, uh, we're hosting talking lead. That's where the party's at. Everybody is at the party. And so you got to definitely stop by the booth and, uh, sadly I, I won't, be there to enjoy it, but I know you guys are going to have a great time. And if you're an owner of the AK-47, Marco Vorobiv's book, Survival and Evolution of the AK, he is going to be there one day. We haven't decided which day and time he's going to be there yet, but if you've got this and you want it autographed by Marco, uh, he is going to be there doing autographs for your book. So bring your AK books. He's going to. I'm bringing mine. I'm going to get it autographed by Marco. And uh, there may be a couple of other authors there. I'm working on a couple of other people too. So if we get them lined up, um, I'll let you know about that. But like Chad said, I mean, that's at some point in time, everybody comes by there and stops in and it's, it's just like a party. It's a good time. And we love seeing each and every one of you there. So if you're saying, Hey, you know, damn it, I'm not going to be there. Uh, guess what? Coming down the road, Ben, Chad, we're going to do a giveaway with the Sigma case with Caltech. Nice. Nice. It's gonna we're going to do a three gun giveaway. So we're going to have a Caltech shotgun, Caltech rifle, and a Caltech pistol. We don't know all the details yet, but just so you're not too bummed out, you're like, hey, I can't make it. I'm not going to be there. We've got this giveaway coming later down the road. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's a yeah. big one. It's going to be a good one. That's going to be a yeah. really good one. And that, that Sigma case holds a lot of stuff. So <laughs> you know there's going to be other people involved with that giveaway too. So it's going to be even bigger giveaway. Yeah, so for anybody that's not familiar with 3-Gun, three 3-Gun three is a shooting discipline where you, you use a shotgun, a pistol, and a rifle, uh, different courses of fire. So if you're getting a Keltec shotgun, a Keltec pistol, and a Keltec rifle, that's a huge giveaway. So definitely stay tuned for that. It, it's going to be fabtabulous. I guarantee it. Guarantees it. Uh, <laughs> so that's our news. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Leadheads. I hope you enjoyed our SHOT Show interview wrap-ups there. And more coming from NRA uh, this month. You know, that's next week. As we're recording this now, it's yeah. just, it's what, like a week away. Less than 10 days, yeah. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that, and I hope to see you guys there. And if anybody's going to be there, uh, you want to let me know you're going to be there, you can email me, talkingletgmail.com, hit me up on the social meds, um, PM me on those, let me know you're going to be there, and uh, uh, come by and say, hey, introduce yourself. If I get cleared for a last-minute trip, I'll, I'll, I'll be there if I can – I'll kind of see how my medical stuff's going, but if I can sneak out for the show and at least come for a day or two, I'll, I'll definitely come out. <laughs> uh, but that does it, Leadheads, for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Uh, probably the next time you hear from us will be the AK Corner. 
So make sure you tune in for that. We're going to have some uh, some awesome news uh, on the next AK Corner. And then go and visit all our sponsors, Mission First Tactical, Seal One, use the code LEADHEAD, and get nice big fat discounts at both of those. Keltech, use the code LEADHEAD, you're going to get 15% off. Kraken Cases, Talking Lead is the code, you get 10% off. You like the wall that's behind me, our lockdown secure walls, you can go to their website, use the code LEADHEAD, get 15% off at lockdown. Medicine in bad places, if you uh, are, are medically inclined and uh, you want to stock up on your medical supplies, Medicine in bad places, Leadhead 20, you get 20% off there. And like I said in a previous episode, we're in the works with uh, doing some more with them on the show to do more education on uh, getting you medically proficient uh, for situations. Defiant munitions for your ammo. I don't think they do 22 long ammo, but they do 9 and up. I know for a fact in 380, they do 380. Uh, you go to Defiant Munitions, all caps, Leadhead, 10% off for that. And then our Factory 47 for our AK Corner logoed items, you use the code Leadhead, 10% off. So lots of savings for being a Leadhead and listening to the podcast. The only podcast that gives so much more back to our listeners than anybody else. Would you guys agree with that? I agree. Yeah. I mean, we've already given, how many cases have we given, Ben? Like five or six or seven? I think we did five, five or six. We did five, and then you donated some to Sheepdog Impact Assistance uh, for their their auction. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Uh, So, and then Caltech over the years, I mean, there's no telling how much, how many we've given away from from you guys. Countless. Lots of guns. Lots and lots Mm -hmm. of guns and more coming. And we we love to do it, too. It, you do, and it shows. So come see us at NRA Leadheads. Uh, until then, as always, keep your loved ones close. Your firearms closer. And keep them safe in a Kraken case. <laughs>